Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Uh, this is episode 27. This time I'm taking over the podcast, so we won't be joined by lovely Ash, but I'll be your captain on this ship, I suppose. Uh, that's sinking very quickly with the absence of Jack G on the roommate. I'm so sad. Yeah. Uh, I have, though, my uh, fellow Jack G fan partner, uh, Kiara, and Noah. Hey, everyone. Hi, guys. Um, so we're going to start, as always, with our little opening segment of comebacks and debuts, since there's always something going on in the world of K-pop and somebody's doing something. Um, the first thing I want to mention, because it's not really in Korea, so we'll just kind of knock it out um, before we get into the Korean comebacks, is uh, CL's U.S. Adventure. Uh, we do know that the title song is going to be Dr. Pepper, unfortunately. But <laughs> that song is featuring Riff Raff and OG Mako, and it is produced by Diplo, and I don't know how to feel about this because all, all I see is a mess. <laughs> Those guys are a mess, so I don't know. I expect I don't know a mess. The Gloria's <laughs> mess. Yeah, I don't know if I'm excited, if I'm worried. I don't know how to feel. Those guys are a hot mess. I'm surprised that OG Mako is working with anybody Korean after he felt like he got slighted by... Um, Keith Ape and all them, but whatever. Well, I'm sure in the end, CL will be the shining beacon of this whole mess, so I guess that's the reason. I hope so. <laughs> I, guess I hope she doesn't mess it all up. Uh, I don't know. Um, but she does have some performances coming up. Uh, she's going to be on the Block Party 2005 tour. Uh, she will be in on, on August 9th. She will be in Brooklyn. Uh, one of the artists that will also be there that's been announced is Tyler, the creator. I'm only naming like the big guys that I recognize. I'm sure there's other people uh, that other people recognize, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> September 11th, she's going to be in Berkeley, California, and Major Laser will be there, of course. Uh, September 13th, she will be in San Diego, and Major Laser will be there for that one as well. September 19th, she will be in Los Angeles, California with Major Laser and T-Pain, which is interesting. And September 20th, she will be in Los Angeles, California, and Diplo will be there. Um, obviously, she is not performing technically directly with these people. They are just also performing on the, the card, uh, and there's some other people. Um, Jack Yu is going to be at one of the shows, things like that. Uh, so maybe another performance of Diddy. That would be interesting. But, are you... Uh, I'm thinking about it. The issue is that it's on a Wednesday or a, a Friday. Like the one that I could go to is on a Friday, and I work, <laughs> so I'd have to ask for the time off. And I already asked for a bunch of time off this year, so I don't know. I'm gonna try to go because I want to see um, CLB hot, so I might go. And I feel like I should support her as a fan of YG, but at the same time, I'm like, man, there's a bunch of people I don't want to see, like Diplo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I could go to the Brooklyn show, like if I was in New York, then I would totally go because I want to see—I'd want to see Tyler the Creator be stupid. I don't even really like him, but he's like the only other person that's been posted that I've been like, "All right, <laughs> why not? Might as well." You only live once, but I don't know. Uh, is CL really worth it? Is CL worth it? Yes, I would go just to see her. Did you see her at that festival with freaking performing with Jack? Yeah, that with? was sick. Oh, her! And she was oh. so hot. <laughs> yeah, she I was would go. So hot, like yeah, please, I would go. But so I might, I might end up going, especially if she's gonna perform later, and I could still work and get there. That'll be the 
selling point. Like, if she's going to perform late, I'll totally do it. Um, so we have some, some comebacks that have happened. Uh, I'll hit the comebacks first, and then we'll do the incoming ones. Uh, the first one that I want to mention, because I am spearheading this show, and so it's going to be all about things that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Jin Ushan featuring uh, Jang Hana uh, came out with Tell Me One More Time. Now, we talked about the song a little bit last week, and uh, everybody slighted my Sweet Princes of Jinushan, and I was very upset about it. This won't happen this time. Uh, we do know who the lady is. She is not the star jewel of this performance, in my opinion. The The highlight is definitely the guys um, coming back literally like they were in a little time capsule and never changed. Like, they're, they're just old now. Like, that's it. But their performances are the same. Like, they're still the same funny guys. They're silly. It, it, it was like that moment where I went right back to where they left me, you know. Like, they, they packed all their stuff and were like, all right, we're done doing this. And they, like, came off the bus and were like, we're exactly the same. I hope you're ready. And I was really, really happy because I was worried they are going to do something weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I really love the song. It's like it really is feels like going back in time or something because it feels like it's just continuing off from their last album. You know, it really gives that feel of it. And I was kind of interested in what kind of music they were gonna do, but I'm glad they stuck to kind of what they already do and know. And so it's a really fun song, and I'm really enjoying it. And I really liked if I don't know if you guys saw their music bag performance. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't yeah. Was it um, good? It was good. I mean, the M Countdown performance was good, too, but because they didn't perform in front of an audience, it was pretty quiet. But in, at Music Bank, there was a crowd there, so when they were like, say, Jean Sean, the, the crowd would yell back, Jean Sean. So it was like, it makes it even more fun, you know, watching them perform uh. when there's an audience in front of them. And um, as for the girl, I mean, she's doing well, I guess. You can tell she's still, she's a rookie. But, um, not bad yeah, one. Yeah, you could tell in the video as well. She was kind of rookish. She didn't know like what to do at times. But I don't know. I like the song. I love her voice. I love Jenna's song. So I'm just, I'm, and it's a it's a good song. It's good. It's like it's funky. It's fun. It's like something you can listen to casually. Uh, okay, it's a bit repetitive, but. Come it's Jin Sean. All their songs are a little bit repetitive. I, mean. I don't know that because I haven't listened to enough of them. Oh, but okay. yeah, it's a. If you go watch like, their like music videos, it, it's all the same. Like <laughs> it's very repetitive, <laughs> but it's like their style. It's like that old hip hop style where you kind of you had like a verse and a half, and the rest of it was like glorified hooks. You know, it was, it's more. Their music was more to be catchy and for you to like catch the chorus and really jam with the chorus and have a good time. So I mean, I think if you if you take it that way and what they're trying to do, I think they nailed it. Um, I do like uh, Hana's voice. I, I liked her on um, uh, the Icon show as well. I liked her a lot. So um, it was cool to see her, but I totally agree that she looked really rookie and awkward. Like some of the times she would just kind of look at the camera, and I was like. Girl, you can't just do that. <laughs> you can't. You can't you're, this is awkward. You made this awkward for all of us. <laughs> but the music video. Yeah, it's like when you have that awkward. Sorry. Uh, uh, I was just gonna say, like, but well, the music video was also fun because it has so many cameos. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. It was just fun to just like pick them out and see, and because they went to like different like time, like eras and stuff like that, and see. Yeah. 
of the um, like UJ Suck and um, yeah. Chu from SES and yeah. all these people. It was fun. Yeah, it was a, yeah. It was, it's like it's a good song. It's like definitely one of the better songs I've heard so far this year. So I'm glad uh, that it came back, even if I was skeptic in the beginning. Yeah, this this year, uh, I I was saying on Twitter, this year has been a lot of fun. Or I think it was on Amona, but this year has been so fun already. Like, I've gotten so much of what I want, and there's so much of what I also want down the pipeline. Like, all I need is for YB at the end of the year to be like, I'm going to release an album, and it would be perfect. It would be the greatest year ever. He's got 72 <laughs> songs sitting on the floor somewhere. Please, come on. Um, the next comeback, or, well, the next debut we have to talk about is uh, Block B's subunit, um, Bastars, with their song Zero for Conduct. Uh, I will not watch this song because I don't support Block B, but other people on this podcast have actually seen it, so take it away, guys. <laughs> I love how you said, like, we have to talk about. <laughs> um, it's important. I mean, it did happen. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's... It's a good song. It's very block B-ish. Uh, but that's the, but that's the one thing I'm wondering. What's the point of have a sub, point of having a subunit if everybody's gonna if you're gonna have the same sound as uh, the whole group? Like uh, the, I, I I had hoped they would uh, venture out a little bit, try something new, just to separate themselves, but they didn't. So that's kind of disappointing. I. I like the song. Uh, I like one of them. Like like I have said earlier, I don't. I'm just a casual. And honestly, I only know maybe two people in Black B, and that's Zico and P O. I think his name P O. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, but it was kind of like I didn't mind the blood, but I did mind like uh, it was very heavily focused on women's. Bodies, uh, especially in that manner where they didn't even show the females' face, uh, faces, uh, kind of like it was to the point was distracting. Like it had, it didn't add any value to the video. It's just boobs and underwear, like not even facial expressions. So it was, it was awkward. I'm glad it removed the geishas because I didn't see any. As far as I remember, um, I hate the the styling. I hate like I don't know what I don't know what Black stylist is doing nowadays because the last video and this video it's way too much BB cream, way too much makeup, way like they they have G Dragon beat easily. They need to calm down. Uh, I don't know what do you think, Kara? <laughs> Well, I didn't watch the video, but I did watch their performance, their debut performance on M Countdown. And, um, I mean, I don't know, to be honest, because I guess the song is, is not memorable enough for me, because I don't even remember how it goes. Um, it does, but I do remember that it, so- it does sound like a very Block B-ish type song. I mm. think I heard that Zico produced it or something, so I wouldn't Probably. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that's why it sounds like a Block B song. Um, yeah, and all I can remember from that performance is that P.O. looked like a vampire because with his blo- his dark hair and that, mm. that that ten pounds of BB cream they have on his face. <laughs> Boy was pale. <laughs> so, he was hella pale. He was fully pale. 
Yes, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really... I won't say I don't like Block B, and I, I listen to them very, very casually. So and exactly. I don't really have much of a thought or, you know... But I do understand for those who are fans and they see all this rude shit. Like, I personally was offended when they did that, when the Thailand thing happened long, long way back when. So I, I do understand and respect people's opinion. Um, but, uh, and I do hope they mature soon enough so that we can enjoy their music and skip the fuckery. Uh, all right. Um, the next comeback we have, uh, Dal Shabbat came back with their song uh, Joker. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, this song is really bad. It's so painfully boring. And it's one of those moments where, like, people so... I, the feeling that I get when I read the comments and I see the people reacting to this video is, like, people so bad wanted Dal Shabbat to have, like, a jam after BBB or whatever the song is mm -hmm. that they're, they're just ready for anything. Where you left off about your opinion on Joker. Yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. So, uh, Joker, yeah, boring song. Um, but, but I was trying to say I feel like the fans just wanted something, so they just cling to, like, Anything, like even if it's mediocre, um, I think it's kind of the same spot. Funny enough, that uh, EXID fans were in, where we just wanted anything. Um, and yeah. I said, you know, I, I said honestly on the last podcast, this this song is really up and down 2.0, but it's okay Word. because I, I want it. So um, for this one, for for Dal Shabbat, I guess maybe it's because I just don't. I haven't seen any reason to be a fan of theirs, but I really think the song is bad. It's such, it's just the 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 skeleton of any bop that you could make in Korea, that's mediocre at best for a girl group with mediocre at best choreo and a mediocre at best video with a concept that could have been so much better. Like, I, I don't know. So many people are really happy, and I guess if you're a Dal Shabbat fan, I mean, good for you. I just think that. This song is like everything so plain all over again. Like just they copy and pasted success and we're like, hopefully it works for us. So I don't know. For me personally, the song is as gener generic as it can get when it comes to K-pop. It might remind me of uh, Rainbow's comeback. Like everybody was expecting so much, hoping that this would be a good song finally. And then it turned out to be a turd. It, it, I don't agree I mean, with that, but okay. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's different opinions. Uh, for me personally, no, I actually think Rainbow Song is better than Dasha Bets. And I was ex hoping for something from Dasha Bets because I've liked some songs, but and I feel do feel bad for these girls that they haven't like reached the level of success that they deserve. Like all artists or K-pop idols deserve, but at the same time, the video is also as, as bad, it's too typical sexual, it's so boring, it's like, I couldn't even finish the video because it was so boring, sorry. Maybe next time. Mm. Well, I have to agree in the sense that yes, it is a very genetic, generic song, especially, it's very... Generic K-pop song. Um, 
I mean, I don't hate the song and I don't love the song, but and I take its face value. But I can't help but be somewhat finding it very like it gets addicting because I've listened to it a few times and it get it got stuck in my head, especially the, like the Joker part. So I can't help but fall like you know that K-pop formula of once the song is repetitive and you listen to it so many times, you start thinking, oh, this is a good song. <laughs> True. Uh, that's how it is for me. Like, I, but I totally understand why people don't like the song or the music. I also agree. I don't. I'm not a fan of the music video. Um, I can see what they wanted to do with it, but at the same time, because they wanted to make it like, oh, look at to look at their bodies and to look at you know, making like they like they didn't really do much in the video. Like it, there was no real plot. There was nothing. It was just more than dancing and then like face shots and then like that's it. Um, mm. I did watch their perform their comeback performances. Um, I guess it's one of, and I guess I also agree. Watching them perform it, it makes you even it makes it even glaringly, like, you see it more that their choreography isn't much. Um, so I, I think this is just one of those songs. If anything, I'll just listen to, and won't really watch them perform or really watch the music video. But I don't. So I don't love this song. But I don't hate it either. It's kind of just in the middle. Just, and I guess it's because I do like Dal Shabet and I really want them to find success. And their song is not charting that bad, actually. So, you know, it seems Korea's somewhat loving it. So, Well, except for KBS, because KBS banned them from performing it. because What? What a bunch of haters. Because, oh, okay. um, because apparently the way they say Joker is similar to how you say a curse word in Korean. Oh, so, like for real. And they also said that they, some of the lyrics is too sexually suggestive or whatever. So unless they change it, they can't perform on like Music Bank or any KBS show. So. Color me surprised. <laughs> Good on you, KBS. So dumb. So dumb. Um. <laughs> So the next and last comeback we have is the follow-up promotions for uh, the new goo group CLC. Uh, their follow-up song is called 18. I just watched this before the podcast started. I watched them perform it, and uh, it's hot garbage. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but this song is not good. I guess it's better than their other song, but I don't think that song was good either. Take, take that um, back. That, that I sure won't. That song was trash. That song too. was good as hell. Um, but they're, I guess the concept is more, I really, I, I don't know. I like this concept more, I guess, but I still don't like it either. And I really don't like the choreography with the, like, sit down, like, I don't know. I, I just have, I understand that they're wearing shorts, but I have, like, a thing against girls who, like, when you get a bunch of girls sitting down in, like, skirts, it just feels so perverted to me. The minute it happens, I'm like, oh, God, really? And, like, I know that I make all the generic, like, straight guy, yes, she's so hot, I'm so happy comments all the time when I'm on this podcast. But this one, I don't like it. That's, like, the thing that's too far for me. It's too blatant, like, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. If you wear a skirt, get up, don't get on the floor. Don't ever touch the floor. It's not for you anymore, okay? I don't care if you have safety shorts. Don't do it. It just, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies are so real. And this, the song has that moment, and I'm just heebie-jeebies everywhere. I don't like it. I just don't like it. And the song's not good enough to make me stay. I haven't watched it, but uh, can I ask you, is the, is the song very childish, like very cute? Egyo kind of like song? No, or? not really. 
It's it's a it's a little more mature. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not it's not like a grown up song, but it's it's like a fresh eighteen year old's jam is what mm-hmm. it feels like. Yeah, exactly. Fresh I expect or like like between eighteen and sixteen, like uh, I would expect girls who like Taylor Swift to like this song. Not that it sounds like Taylor Swift, but that that um age that, range. Yeah, and that age range is what like that yeah. that group that she appeals to is the group that would this song would appeal to for me. Hmm. What do you think, Kara? Well, I did watch their performance earlier today. Um, the song hasn't really stuck in my mind yet. I guess I have to listen to it a few more times. But I, I can remember correctly, it's more it gives me like an early two thousand kind of vibe ish. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of agree with t- like, I don't know what the lyrics say yet because I haven't read the English translation. But from just the dancing and kind of understanding some of the words they're talking about, what they're singing about, it's like them being at that age where like it attracts guys who like young girls who act slightly childish or cute, like do regioish. Like some of the dance moves, like like Tim says, there's there's times when they go they sit on the floor, and there's like kind of like they say something about opa, and they're like kind of. Trying to do some kind of egg move, and it's kind of like uh, I kind of know who you're trying to appeal with this song, or at least yeah, you're, oh you're, Just even you talking about it gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> That's how much I don't like. Like I'm sitting here cringing because I'm like, oh, she's so yeah. right, and it's so gross. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, there was some. I think they're like they're like oh take and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> I can kind of know who they're trying to say, who they're singing to in, in this song. But again, I don't know the English, like the translations of the lyrics, so I don't know. I can't say 100% per se sure. But from the gist I got from the dance moves and some of the words that I understand, you know, it gives me that vibe. So yeah. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't. From what I can remember, I don't hate the song. Um, I have to listen to listen to it more and watch them perform it more because I doubt it that they're gonna have a music video for it, music video for it. So I don't know. I mean, I like Pepe, mm-hmm. their debut song. So me too. <laughs> All right. So uh, unless you have any other debuts that happen that you actually care about, um, I tried to pick ones that I thought people would actually want to talk about. Uh, I know there's a couple more. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> so if you guys want to talk about them, by all means. But this this is your moment to talk about actual comeback slash debuts that have happened, if there's any. I don't think, no. Mm, no. I mean, besides CLC, I know Lovelies ha- are having their follow-up promotions. Um, I don't remember the name of the song, um, but I like it. You guys won't like it. I can tell you already. So okay, cool. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was about to ask like it. No, no you're not gonna like it. Seriously, cool. I I don't think I have I've heard or watched any the lovely song or video. I'm just like I saw the concert. I'm like, eh, next. Lovelies hurts my feelings because I really like Baby Soul and they're just we're stuck with this. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> my feels on it. Like I'm just like, really, this is what you're giving me. I thought we had something special, but I guess not. Uh, so we have some impending comebacks. Uh, the first one I want to start out with, of course, who is no surprise to anybody, Big Bang is going to Woo! come back. Yeah. Uh, they had they released their teaser for uh, their album Made uh, yes, 
character day. It's a very theatrical, like, car chase, bad guy kind of vibe. It's very cool, with the exception of GD's terrible sideburns. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> everything <laughs> else about it was cool. Ah, I can live with that. The the problem that I have, the biggest problem is that, like, I can't take GD seriously in any moment because he has ridiculous sideburns, and they're so, so bad. Um, I also don't like Sungri's blonde hair. I think it looks terrible. Um, I think it looks amazing. I don't care. Oh, I hate it. Uh, it so so they are going, they have these dates, these five uh, first of the month dates. Uh, they haven't officially said what they're for. The fans suspect that they are going to release a new song every begin or at the beginning of every month, um, according to this, and potentially promote it. Nobody knows. Uh, they're also going on tour, which makes the comeback thing a little more wonky. What I really think is going to happen is we're going to get an album, and they're going to go on tour, and maybe they'll promote it like once or twice, and that'll be it. Uh, which is fine because really I want the new music, and they make the money on the tour, and I'm going to go watch them hopefully. So by all means, come to America. Um, but I don't know how you guys feel. I am incredibly excited to get Big Bang again, even if even if it might be the last time in a while that I get them. I'm really I'm really jazzed to at least have Dude, them. Dude, this this will be the last time ever. Like I feel. Like I don't think my... ever. I don't think ever. But I mean, it's gonna be the last time for at least like two to four years. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna be a long time before they come back again. And I cannot wait. Like when I saw the, tra- then, can we talk about how like this? Like this is why I love Big Bang. Like you, you can hate all the shit they do, but when they release something, it could be a trailer to a month to a fucking tour. But they bring it. They bring it. Like the whole Quentin Tarantino concept, the video, the and that they had bl- they had black girls in multi- in different shades and with braids <laughs> and afro like. Yes, Jesus. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is why they are my faith biases. This is why my, they are my faith. This is why your your oppas and unis will never reach that level. <laughs> yes, I said it. This is why vips are arrogant. Because look at that. You cannot say anything, please. Like I, I don't have an argument for this, so I'm gonna kick it to you, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too much of a fan of Big Bang to be like, you're kind of full of it. I'm just like, nah, preach, brother. <laughs> you get out there and preach. I mean... I'm... Like, you can say you don't love it, Kara. You no, I don't, that's I don't... I don't love... I'm not saying I don't love it. I think it was a very, uh, very well done, you know, uh, te- trailer, teaser, video, whatever. In K-pop ever. Ever. <laughs> okay. Found out of it. <laughs> the, cinema, the cinema, like the, all of it, like the direction, the actors, the editing, the models, the everything was fucking perfection. Like I did not expect this. This is what. Oh, sorry, sorry, Kiara, this is your moment. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, no. I mean, I thought the video was done very well. The guys, they you know, they look great. Um, I'm not a big I'm not a Big Bang fan, so I don't feel the excitement you guys feel. But I I, I totally understand I totally understand the excitement. So you know I just let the fans the Big Bang fans be happy and be excited because you know you guys have been waiting for this for years. So I'm just letting you guys enjoy it. So I'm just be quiet I'm, I'm, and sit in my corner because I don't. Have I'm, like, I'm like I'm like I'm like totally like I don't get people 
who don't like big, who are not fans of Big Bang. Like, how can that be a big fan of Big Bang? Like, you don't like amazing? You don't like <laughs> <laughs> Like, you don't like fantastic, beautiful, amazing music, like, talent. Like, I like some of their songs. I'm not saying I don't like anything of theirs. I do like some of their songs, but I'm just not a stan. I don't like anything they do. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm not like that. I'm just like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's nice. They don't do anything. They do Everything and <laughs> one thousand, like they do the most. They like, don't do anything; they do everything. That's the quote yes. of the century. Oh, I mean, like seriously, that trailer—they put more trailer effort. That's the one thing I love. They about that's the. I'm not a YG stand of the company like that, but this is why I stand YG artists. Like and I like the company. It's like because they put in effort like that. Trailer. They put more effort in that trailer than they did, like the whole, like any label did the whole last year. Like seriously, they put in the video of trailer. Like they put so much fucking effort in everything, and it's like, oh, like you fucking assholes. Like you cannot. Okay, no, I'm excited. The effort. It's f bomb fiesta. I'm sorry for all the young fans listening. I can curse my biceps, okay? Oh, like, and they're gonna come to, and they're gonna come to Europe. Can you? Oh my God! The last concert killed me. I went twice, and they killed me. Now they're gonna kill me again, and they're gonna rob my bank as well. Like, oh my God! All the merchandise. And, oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. Um. So, to get off of Big Bang's uh, incredible impending comeback, uh, <laughs> BTS will also be coming back at the end of April. April 29th, to be exact, they released their teaser, which features uh, Sugar rapping, funny enough, uh, considering the popularity of Rap Monster currently. But I like the choice in having uh, Sugar rap because it lets everybody remember that he actually does exist and he does care about the art that he is involved in. Um, if the teaser that Sugar released is any indication of what we're actually going to get, like... I'm already excited, but I, I just, I genuinely like BTS, I just haven't had any song since, like, their first song that has really made me sit there and be like, I love this group. Like, I really was on board when they first debuted, and then they kind of released stuff that was just, like, yeah. good, but not great, and I wanted great, I guess. I, I guess I have high expectations for this group, and I don't know why, I can't actually pinpoint why, because... Outside of the fact that they have incredible rappers, they, they're really lacking vocally. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not great by any means. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why my expectation is so high for them, but it, it's really high. Like, I really want something amazing from them, so I, I, I don't know. This is a weird one, but I'm excited anyways because I, I want to like BTS more. I want to stand them because <laughs> there's going to be a day where I'm going to have to rely on them to give me my fake hip-hop in Korea, and <laughs> I really... I really need it. <laughs> I really need to like them. But what about Icon? Icon. Yeah, but they're not out yet, and I don't yeah. know when they're coming out of the closet. So you know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited anyways. Um, but the thing is, like you said, like there's nothing in, in the, like in their music that really stood out to me. I'm actually more fan of. Uh, Rap Mom's mixtape more than I am of anything they have released. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, and not sorry. Um, but I do like them, and like 
they have they release some clips of them backstage. They seem like a lot of fun. Like they seem goofy and funny. They remind me of GOT7 in a way. Uh, but as you said, like I hopefully uh, they release something with like Sue. And I haven't watched the teaser with uh, Sugar, but I do love his voice. He's like he has. Like he, I, you he should watch might, it if you like him because it's really good. Uh, I hope so. I'm gonna it's watch it. It's just him, like flowing for oh. like a minute and a half or something. It's so good. Uh, he, I think he's actually close to as good as Rock Uh What do you think, Kara? Mm, I'm kind of like on the same page as you guys. Um, like I actually anticipated a lot with BTS when they debuted like I really liked their debut song and I really liked some of the songs that came afterwards but like their last few songs I've been kind of eh, you know like if they're they're not bad but I feel like it's just not as great as when they debuted so I'm kind mm-hmm. of hoping this with their comeback you know it'll just be way better than the last few songs they've released like I know a lot of I know a lot of people love their last song or whatever, but I was just, yes. Um, I don't remember except for that one member having a lollipop in his mouth throughout the oh, performances. V. 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 Yeah. That bastard. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I like BTS, and I'm really hoping like this comeback will, you know, launch them into, you know, better heights and that they'll even get even more popularity and maybe even win an award or something. I don't know. A music show. I don't think they have one on the music show. I know they wore like at the end of the year music shows they've won, but I don't know if they won like I don't remember. Do you guys know? I don't I don't think they have yet. Yeah, so I think they've got second, but I don't think they've won yet. Yeah. So maybe with this comeback they will. I'm hoping for them, you know. I like BTS. Uh, another artist that's coming back uh, that has rappers on it, which is why I put it next. It's a terrible <laughs> Uh, Lim Kim is coming back. She went blonde for this comeback is really all we know. We also know that Primary and Benzino will be somewhere on her album, maybe the title song. They haven't said yet. Um, I pretty much put this here because Primary and Benzino just make bangers, like everything they touch. So I'm really excited. Like I, I like Lim Kim's voice a lot. She just doesn't make music for me, like music that I genuinely want to listen to. Um, but I like her voice. I think her voice is really pretty. And her with Benzino, I think, could be, like, the most amazing thing already. But if it's, like, Benzino primary Lim Kim, yeah, I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm really here for that. Uh, have they released, has she released the video? or No, just the teaser. It's like a yeah, picture yeah. of her with blonde hair and some yeah, yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't know much of her, but uh, I do like Benzino and I do like Brad Primary, so hopefully we'll get something good. Are they going to be on the lead single? or is, They haven't they... said yet. They're just on. They're involved in the project. Okay, that's cool. Kira? Uh, I have nothing to add. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The next, the next one, uh, Sung is coming back with a solo comeback in May. The title track is called Hitmaker, but she will have a full mini. 
uh, Hitmaker is produced by Double Sidekick, and I oh. cannot tell you how excited I am for my sweet queen Hyosung to be back on stage I'm with a song that doesn't sound like a freaking fairy tale. Um, I'm really, really excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really, really excited. So, I, I mean, I love her to pieces. I really genuinely like to watch her perform because I think that she actually looks like she really likes being up there. Um, her interactions with fans and with people in general is really cute. Um, like, there's a ton of shows that she's on that I just want to watch, and they're not even, like, my type of shows, but I just want to watch her interact with people because she's so good at interacting with people and, like, being silly and funny. Um, but she's also incredibly gorgeous, so please come <laughs> back. And I wish that Shannon was here for this topic because Shannon likes you. <laughs> oh, God. You two together with about... Oh my God! Oh, I love her. Um, I'm gonna make sure that if Shannon comes on this podcast uh, later, hopefully she'll be here. She'll appear just out of nowhere. Um, I'm gonna bring this topic <laughs> back up because I need her to be here for. I need her to be here for me. That's what I need. If Shannon was here, she would be doing some farm quote or something. Like, yeah, there'd be the something. Cows and the milk. <laughs> and it's, it's, I forgot. <laughs> that was a good impression. I like that. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh my god. It's like, you know, and with the cows and then, you know, and you know with the farm and then, you know, with the cookies and, you know. <laughs> Don't be mad, Shannon. I love you. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope the next single is better than the last one. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really like the last one. It was fun, I guess, and it was cute, but was... the fairy tale part really threw me, or the lullaby thing. The I lullaby, really, yeah. I'm not feeling the lullaby thing. <laughs> That's gotta go. Uh, we can't. Unfortunately, she has double sidekick as producer. Uh, I don't like... know if I mind double sidekick yet. I'm undecided. Mm. So, I mean. I, they like Brave Brothers to me. Well, Brave Brothers have produced a bunch of hits, though, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know that all their songs sound alike. I get it. Um, the the last one I have here is the uh, upcoming collaboration, uh, where one girl does not make any sense, but. Uh, there is going to be a Unpretty Rap Star collaboration with uh, Kisum, Jace, and Little Chom, Cham, and also joining her, the uh, rap god herself, Bora from Sister. I don't know what she That being said, the teaser pictures that they released, she is looking absolutely flawless, so I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I don't know what she's going to do, but I'm so here for it. Like, 100. Um, but I'm excited to see the Unpretty Rap Star Girls, like the, the bottom three, so to speak, uh, actually do something. I guess Keystone doesn't really count. But I'm excited to see them actually get to do something. It makes sense to me to have, like, Bora on it, because Bora is popular right now, um, and people are riding Bora, the Bora train. Um, you're obviously not going to burn, like, Hyorin or Soyu on this, so it makes more sense to put Bora on it. Um, I'm assuming that means it's going to be, like, some straight fake hip-hop, which is cool. I'm here for that. Um, any excuse to, like, listen to uh, girls who actually rap, rap, I'm here for. Um, <clears throat> so I'm excited. I really, I think that 
Bora is actually only bad on sister songs because at the at their solo concert she performed Miss Korea and she wrote her rap over Miss Korea and I thought it was really good especially for a girl who is not a rapper by like love for the art um, I thought she improved a lot and it's way better than anything she's ever done for sister so uh, hopefully it's something like that where she actually got to pin it herself I mean that alone is enough for me if she pinned it herself by all means I have a feeling she won't but I hope she does I hope it's not like she's on the hook but at the same time I guess it would be safer to just put her on the hook I don't know there's a lot of girls on this song and I don't know what all they're what they're all gonna do because typically all the songs follow the same verse Chorus, verse, chorus, verse, or verse, chorus, chorus. Sorry, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and the song's over. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited though because uh, I like all of these girls and Little Chom's ridiculous. Can't really act, but she's really fun. Or can't really rap, but she's really fun. But in the song is gonna be a good time. I mean, me as a Sistar fan, I'm actually more than anything. I'm curious. Because I'm just like, I'm so curious as to how Bora is going to sound in this song and what is she going to, what is her part in this song. Because when there were first, te- when she first started kind of teasing about something on her Instagram, I was kind of like, what is going on? And then when these teasers finally released, and when uh, Starship Entertainment did confirm that they were doing collaboration, I was like, this should be interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I love Bora. Bora's like my favorite in the group. So, yeah, so, I, so I can tell you, I already, know, I already know a lot of people like, hate on her, her Aegyo rap, her cutesy rap. Um, she does in a lot of sister songs, and I can see it because you know I knew once the news came out, people were gonna start saying you know all these things about Bora and like hating on her or whatever, but. I mean, I don't know. I think this should be interesting because I don't feel. I feel like Starship wouldn't just put her out there, just let her do the same stuff she does on Sistar. I feel. I mean, I don't really. I wouldn't really see the point of it. But um, I don't know. I'm just so curious. And I think Giri Boy. I think that's his name. Is gonna be part of it as well because there's a guy in a monkey head thing. Oh really? In the mm-hmm. teaser photos. So they're saying that. Giri Boy is supposed to be part of this as well, but they haven't officially said anything yet, so we don't know. Yeah. But Bora looks hot in the... I don't know if, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I changed my photo to Bora. Oh, I saw <laughs> And I was like, you're, you're wrong for this, okay? Don't tweet at me until you change it. Why? Oh, you, you, like, retweeted uh, what I wrote for the podcast, and I just, like, sat there, and I was like, God, I love that picture. <laughs> <laughs> like you're wrong for this. I'm so mad. Uh, yeah. She looks so gorgeous in those photos. I'm, oh God, yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Noah? <laughs> um, I'm actually have not been keeping up with uh, this news, but I am excited. I'm also at the same time kind of nervous of how. Uh, Bora will do. Uh, fortunately enough, there's another rapper there that's not a good rapper either, so hopefully we'll turn out right. Um, yeah, I'm excited at the same time nervous for Bora because uh, she's put with uh, what Korea sees as uh, the elite female rappers well, in Korea. They're the bottom, though. They were the bottom. They're the bottom, but yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's, bottom, but... it's not Cheetah. She's not stuck with, like, Cheetah and uh, Jessica Ho and all them. Like, she at least got somebody who basically lost on the show completely and another person who didn't do well on the show. So, But, yeah, I, I agree. I see what you're saying, and I agree. Yeah. Well, I hope, hopefully, when will it come out, the song, Be Best Mouse? Uh, April 28th. So it's, it's getting close. Ten days away or so. Eleven days away. Oh, and I, I kind of do have to say this. Um, I'm not trying to be me or try to say anything, um, but little Cham in the <laughs> photos kind of looks like that girl from Jersey Shore. I can't remember her name right now. Oh, that's Suki. Snooki. Snooki, Snooki, yeah. Yes, she does. She does. <laughs> she does. She does. She looks like the Asian version of Snooki. I, mean, yeah. I mean, when I saw that teaser photo, immediately that came to my mind. I'm like, oh, she totally looks like that girl from Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just had to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. She, she does. That's true. Uh, all right. So into the uh, main topics, unless there's any impending comebacks you want to talk about. This is your moment. We're not talking about car again, <laughs> before you try. We're not talking that. about it until there's more. I know you were. I even like wrote it and was like, there's nothing yet. We already talked about this. No. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been any new info. Just I think they were saying how it was going to be like a more mature concept or something, but we don't know what that yes, means. Please. So. please. <laughs> DSP, if you're out there and you listen to this podcast, all I want is a mature concept. Please give it to me. Young Jimmy, a mature want... concept, and a, and a featuring in the music video for Jackson. Do it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Do it. And, and a good song, please. Most importantly, good song. What are you talking about? Mamma Mia was good. It's DSP. Like, you know it's a hit or miss. I think actually, I, I'm trying to think about it. I'm trying to think of the last uh, Kara song that was released in Korea that I actually didn't like. And it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Because I liked... um. I liked the song, the last song that had uh, Nicole and Jiyoung, and I liked Mamma Mia, and I liked uh, Pandora. No, 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 no. Yeah, I like Pandora oh, a lot, actually. I listened to it recently. I, I like it. Yeah, I like it, too. Uh, no, it's just hate. Uh, no, yeah, no. I like that. I like, oh, no, Pandora. Wait, I liked uh, Ella. Ella. Hey, what's that song? Oh, um. Uh, Lupin? Lupin? Yeah, Lupin. Um, I'll, 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 the only cards I like are Lupin, Mister, and Mamma Mia. Lead singles. Oh man, I like I like pretty much everything no. after Lupin. I think actually. No, no. I thought Mister was garbage. garbage. It just had a good dance. Like that song's no. trash. The rest is garbage. Sorry. Oh well. Well, well, well as, <laughs> as the as the cards stand here, I say all their songs are great, and that's the final word. So. <laughs> Kill him! Kill him! Uh, so we have uh, a show that's joining the recently canceled shows. Uh, that show is called Dating Alone. Now, uh, some people might know Dating Alone. I literally only know it because Jackson was on Me it. Too. <laughs> uh, basically, the concept for Dating Alone is that you go on a uh, e-date. <laughs> with somebody, it's basically virtual like a, an idol sits, yeah, virtual date. Uh, an idol game. sits at a at a computer and plays a dating sim with like another idol. So Jackson got uh, Yuri from SNSD, mm -hmm. which I mean I can't be mad at that. <laughs> I don't know. It's there could have been way worse. Uh, there's a couple other ones I, I I didn't really pay attention. I didn't watch the show aside from the cuts with Jackson being dumb. 
but it is being terminated after only three months. Uh, the producer cited a inconsistent and low viewership, uh, which is a similar reason as to why uh, the roommate has been canceled, except that their biggest issue is also the time slot that they were put in. Uh, the last episode of Dating Alone is going to air, I think it's this week? I don't, I don't remember the date, but... It features the only date that's actually a live in-person date, and of course, one of the people in the date is an EXO member. Um, I believe it's Chanyeol. Um I'm not surprised that there's going to be some special thing for an EXO dude. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you guys feel about the show going away, but I thought it was kind of weird, anyways. Um, I, I don't know. I got a weird. I, I don't really like the dating sim idea, so it was kind of weird. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like two people at the same time via a computer. That would have been cool and interesting, um, but I guess not. <laughs> so, I, I mean, maybe I kind of imagined too much. I was like, oh man, maybe they're gonna like go on an e-date where it's literally like both of them on Skype in separate locations. Interesting, but I guess I didn't get that. So I was disappointed from the start. Uh, but I dream too high, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the show's... Like, the concept was really weird, I guess, for people in Korea. Because, like you said, it was pretty much... Um, well, it wasn't just Jackson, but, like, other guys in the studio. They were all going on the same virtual date with uh, Yuri from Girls' Generation. And, like, let's say an example was, like... I think they kind of made it a thing where, like, if I can remember the storyline correctly, like, they went to the same college or something like that. I don't remember. So, like, the first scenario was um, they were meeting up with all their, um, all the people they went to college with. And then it was, like, Yuri is, like, sitting across from you. And it's it's as if you were there because it showed, like, that's how they filmed it as, like, as if you were across from Yuri. And then, like, some situation would happen, like, let's say a drunk, friend or whatever it was like hitting on Yuri like what would your reaction be and then they give you like like three four cho- three four choices and then you would choose one and then they would show all the different scenarios and depending on each scenario like you would get like let's say 20 points because she liked the way you handled the situation or you get like negative points if she didn't like how you handled the situation and then you would do all these different like situations and then you're then you would have this, you would win in the end with a total number or whatever. Like you would get plus 20, plus five, negative 15, you know, depending what you choose, um, depending on the situation. And I mean, it was kind of weird in a sense, but I guess why I could understand why some people liked it as well, because I saw that some people liked the show. But I mean, yeah, I guess it wasn't enough for a lot of people in Korea. And again, I only just watched like Jackson's when he was on the show. Um, it was kind of funny. I kind of like. It was weird, but funny. I don't know. It was interesting, but I guess it's over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I I think I I wanted too much from the show when I saw the concept of like a virtual date thing. I was like, oh man, it's gonna be like an actual virtual date, and it turns out it was not a actual virtual date. Uh, well, I guess it was, but it was like a dating sim virtual date. But uh, I don't know. How do, how do you feel about it, Noah? Um, about the show? Yeah. About or at uh, least about it being terminated. I don't know if you have any feelings either way. Um, no, it's like it's kind of weird. Like you're like, it's, I mean, I thought it was gonna be a fun show, but 
like, no, no, not, not, not my kind of show. I've never watched it. I don't know if it's any good. I watched, like, a couple of scenes, but eh, it was not my cup of tea. Sorry. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I'm sorry for all the fans of the show. You know, I just went through losing a show that I like, so I, <laughs> I, I am a lot more uh, sympathetic now <laughs> uh, because before I would have been like, whatever, nerd. <laughs> But now I'm like, oh, that sucks, man. <laughs> so, we feel your pain. Yeah, so I feel your pain. Uh, if you really like the show, I'm sorry. Uh, we have a support group. It's called uh, Bring Jack G Back 2015. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you can join it, and oh we'll talk God. about your show and how Jack G should be on it. You know it. The uh, next topic we have is the uh, JYJ bill. Now, as many people know, uh, but for the listeners that don't, JYJ uh, consists of Jaejung, Yuchun, and Junsu, formerly of DBSK. Now, uh, oh man, it was a long time ago. What back in like two thousand? 2009, yeah. yeah. Whew, that's a long time. Back in 2009, uh, those three split from DBSK and sued SM, um, citing poor treatment, uh, unfair pay, things like this. They ended up being able to leave, but they have been banned since then from performing on any sort of music show in Korea. Uh, it literally has been that long since they have performed, and it is only this year that a member of that unit, uh, Junsu, is actually going to be able to perform on a live broadcast. Um, I think it's actually not even live, it's recorded, but either way, he gets to actually perform on a show uh, with his song. So, I mean, they've been, and it's basically been SM bullying people saying that they won't bring their artists to your show if you bring, if you let JYJ go. Uh, there is a bill in place currently to protect, and I say this with quotes, uh, an artist from being banned as such. Clearly, it does not work. So, the current JYJ bill, or the revision to the JYJ bill, will enable Korean Communications Commission to intervene when a broadcaster bans someone without reasonable cause. Uh, citing the case of JYJ, Choi, uh, who is, his full name is Choi Min-hee. Um, yeah. Choi said there needed to be a means to intervene in a broadcaster's decision to ban certain individuals. JYJ was formed by Jaejung, Yuchun, and Junsu in 2010 when they broke away from TVXQ, uh, aka DBSK. Following the move, JYJ experienced friction with their former agency, SM Entertainment, as a result of which they were prevented from appearing on uh, Terrestrial? That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> broadcaster's music programs. Um, so basically, the, the big issue is they're trying to protect uh, artists that leave, um, artists that have these kind of issues, so they can't be bullied by a big agency with a lot of money. Um, now, as we know, a lot of people have left SM recently. So, you, I mean, this is kind of, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, yes. It's... If this bill, sorry, sorry. No, go for it, go for it. Uh, if this bill goes through... I think, hopefully will, I think it will be a big game changer for the music industry as a whole because that literally means that uh, singers, artists cannot be banned 
by an agency from uh, performing or uh, engaging in different public activities as such as variety shows or music shows or dramas. You know, they like that is that would change and that would also probably follow up with a lot of dropouts. Mm -hmm. I, I, personally, personally, I think. Sorry. No, no. Go, go ahead. Finish your point. First, personally, uh, I think that uh, there's a, a lot of Korean idols or singers are hindered by the fact that their music label uh, probably are gonna ban them for life from the entertainment industry. So therefore, they don't. They are less likely than, let's say, some Chinese members to. Just say, fuck it, bye. Uh, and as a former DBS K fan, like seriously, I'm, that that 2009 was a scarring year. I swear, to, I swear to myself, nope, I'm not gonna stand stand another SM group ever in my life, except Shiny. And uh, and with Shiny, I'm already waiting for the other shoe to drop any second, like from nowhere. Even if they're happy. It can be there's something awful can happen. They like Kevin is in the hospital, in the hospital or Onyu uh, has to dance even though he's in a wheelchair or something. Oh. Yeah, that's my opinion about it. Yeah, I mean basically, yeah. and and you kind of touched on it, so I'm curious what you think, Kiara. Um, but I was gonna say, how do you think this is gonna affect people? considering leaving because I do agree with Noah I think there's a lot of people who probably don't want anything to do with the label that they're stuck on but they don't want to leave because they're afraid that they're going to get banned and never be able to be on a music show again which would defeat the purpose of leaving in the first place exactly yeah I mean I agree with that point as well because you know especially if you're if you're part of a very big and powerful company um, not going to say names um, but uh, like if they're afraid to leave because they feel like, oh, well, if I leave, I'll be, you know, blacklisted off going on TV shows and music shows if I want to try to do, like, a solo thing or just go to another company. But if this law gets through, then it's just, like, that threat of possibly not being able to go on public broadcast shows is gone. Then you're like, you know what? I, I'm going to risk it all. I'm going to do it. And uh, I feel like that... Uh, it'll lessen people's burdens of wanting to leave their companies. Yeah, that, that's basically where I'm at. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are unhappy. I mean, the, the honestly, funny enough, the first case that comes to mind isn't even SM. Um, I think that Honky is incredibly unhappy in the situation that he's stuck in, um, but I also don't think he wants to leave for fear of being affected doing anything moving forward. I also don't know if his whole group would leave for the same kind of reason. I don't mm. know if Honky necessarily needs all of them, but bes that's besides the point. I have a feeling that he like loves those guys and doesn't want to do anything. But he's he's commented multiple times about being unhappy, about unfair treatment, things like that, uh, not getting paid. So, um, I mean, I feel like the only thing that's holding him back is maybe he just doesn't want to get in the lawsuit. Maybe he feels a sense of like he's indebted to these people. Um, but part of me thinks that maybe a part of it is the fact that he doesn't know if he'd get to do anything. I mean, there's plenty of labels that have had people leave and they've gone on to do other stuff. I mean, um, uh, Seven just left YG, and I guarantee you he's going to be able to perform if he wants to. Gummy left YG, yeah. and she's going to be on music shows. 
shows. Um, Same thing with JLP. Yeah, Jay didn't perform for a little while, and then clearly it was like, all right, whatever, let's, it's all, it's all done, you know, you, everything's fine, and they carried on with their life. Um, I think, and I understand even from a business perspective, like if you have somebody leave, you kind, especially if they're breaking contract, you, you don't necessarily just want to let them go. I mean, you, you they're, they're hurting you. You kind of want to hurt them back, right? I get that. It's very vindictive, but I mean, I understand. But I think this will at least stop that kind of thing from happening. I mean, it's one thing to tell somebody they can't promote on a show for, like, a couple of years. Um, as a wrestling fan, if you leave, like, certain companies or break your contract, you have a non uh, – uh, like a no performance rule, so you can't like perform on TV or anything for like uh, a set amount of time, um, <clears throat> and that's to stop people from coming and going and doing things like that. And I think that's fine, and I think it's reasonable. And once that ends, then they let you go do whatever you want, and they don't try to sue you. So it, it's worth knowing that that's the kind of thing people do do in other in other uh, uh, countries and in other uh, businesses. It does exist. Um, there's like a no a no compete rule that Google has with Apple. If you're a Google employee, then you can't try to go to Apple for a for a different like or for a better job. And if you do, you have to wait like I think it's like 90 days or something before you can be hired and that kind of thing. And they they have like a non compete clause. So it it exists. There there is that that clause, you know. Um, but I think like 2010. It's it's five years later and they st and we only just got one performance, like that's yeah. crazy. But and they've been kicked off of stuff that they've been signed to before, so we know that yeah. SM is getting involved and doing something about it. You know, so. I mean, for me personally, the difference between the clauses and like in like you said between Apple and Google and that kind of stuff, there's a whole another dimension to the Korean industry because. The, Part of it was like unfair pay, uh, that uh, with the, without the without the permission from the group members, they were overworked. Uh, there was like a whole range of issues that not necessarily was about oh I'm not happy here, so I want to leave and do my own thing. It's not like Zane from One Direction, and even like it's more of uh, like I'm getting mistreated, I'm not feeling well. So, and my and it's like I'm physically, mentally hurting, and I and I need a break, but I'm not allowed to get a break. So I'm gonna need to break that contract. Uh, and that's what I happen, and that's usually what happens with SM artists or or TS Entertainment. Uh, so that's like I don't think there should be a, a I don't think we should think of it in the same way we would think of it here in the in, the, in the Europe or in the United States because there's a whole 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 set of issues that we that they need to deal with. That's right, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if I remember correctly when I read about it. Um, wouldn't they say that um, that but it's for like people who get banned for no reason. Like, yeah, you have to have just cause, basically. To they, they want to enforce the bill so that you have to have just cause to be banned from the show. Currently, 
Uh, and the reason they call it the JYJ bill is that JYJ gets banned from shows, and they don't cite a reason because they don't want to cite SM says we won't let our artists promote here. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So they they currently can ban you with no reasonable cause. They can simply say no. Now they will be held accountable, and they will have to prove why they banned you. And there's probably already a set of rules that dictates bannable offenses. If not, that's probably going to be added along with this, so that you can't ban somebody because oh, this label's going to be mad at me. You know that kind of thing. That means they're gonna if that law do, does go through, then they're going to start being even more nitpicky than they are now. Like, you know, just like I said earlier with KBS, like, you know, banning uh, Dasha Vet singing Joker, just because the way, the way they say Joker sounds kind of like a curse word. But for the other stations, it's okay, but for KBS, it's like, no, it's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that the policy is going to get stricter, and they're going to look for loopholes. That's what everybody does. Everybody looks for loopholes. Um, it's going to be like SM's going to put pressure and say our artist doesn't have time to promote on your show, and so everybody's going to look for a loophole kind of thing. You know, um, I completely expect that 100%. Like that's what I. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. But I guess we'll see. What is, which I think is weird because let's be real. The music companies cannot, like especially SM, that it's so like it's the quintessential idol company, could survive without being on music programs because you know how greedy those fans are. Like all fans, I'm not speaking of SM fans, but all fans are about oh how many music shows they won, like three in a row, triple crown, and no, like, you could do it. Yeah, you could do it, but it's why she did it. Why she yeah, does but that's, it? Yeah, still. why she why do does it, and why she do it? But they, it's, the difference is, YG fans are usually not the typical essential typical uh, uh, idol fan. Like SM I think, is, I think well, SM, SM did used are, to do it though. Are, yeah, because remember, SM used to not promote on Mnet or yeah, yeah on the M Countdown. And yeah. nobody was really mad about it because they thought M Countdown or they thought Mnet was being petty, and the fans felt like M Mnet should bow down to what SM wanted. And in the end, Mnet bowed down to what SM wanted, and that's why they performed. No, they on didn't. Countdown. Yes, they did. Was, from what I heard, it was the other way around. No, they have 50/50 now, which is what SM said that they were willing to do. Is that um, they wanted to have full? They wanted to have full digital sales through Mnet. Um, and SM was not willing to do that. They would not fold on it, and they wanted. They said they would fold at 50-50, and that's what they're doing now. Is 50-50. Okay. But either way, um, the base. The basic point is it's it's to protect people. I do agree, though. I think the the ramification is going to be that they're going to be a lot more strict, and they're, you're going to see a lot more petty like bannings, like, oh, oh, you your skirt was a centimeter too high. You can't be on the show because sexual something something somethings, you know. But I guess we'll we'll have to see. Um, I do think the bill it has good intentions. I'm just worried about the execution. Um, and I think it's a little late, especially since Jae Jung just ran off to the military, and I'm just like, this is so rude. Like <laughs> he just went over there, and now you're doing it. And I know it, I'm not blaming the 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 government. You know, I understand due process takes a while. Um, it just it's like man. That sucks that he just ran off, and now you're like, yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, but we'll see. Um, the next topic I have, uh, so there is an article. <clears throat> uh, 
where Lei was interviewed. Um, I'm I'm not sure a Chinese magazine. Uh, I think it's a, uh, SM Weekly. Yeah, SM Weekly um, interviewed Lei, and they asked him about the situation with uh, Chris and Luhan uh, leaving EXO. Uh, when they asked him, members of the group came up to him, came up to Lei, and asked him, "Young, will you be leaving us too?" Multiple times. Uh, however, the truth is. Being an emotional person, Lei cried a lot during that time and said, a lot of members are younger than me. I have the responsibility to keep the group together. I will not leave. Lei also revealed the idea of having a personal studio in China actually came up in February 2014, prior to the departure of Chris and, and Luhan. When asked uh, what would happen if SM Entertainment didn't approve the idea, Lei stated, uh, the members trust me a lot. Similar to the song Promise, I will keep my promise with EXO. That is so tacky. And there is no way I will terminate my contract. I will strive on. Lei also added, I need to use, and this is the part that bothers me, I need to use my own hard work to show that Chinese people can be trusted. If everyone terminates, then perhaps SM Entertainment won't work with Chinese people in the future. This would hinder the cultural exchange between China and Korea. Now, my problem with this and my problem with this whole art, this whole thing, and I'm so glad it came out on, China, on SM Weekly because you guys are dumb. Like, you are making it look like he is stuck and he can't leave because if he leaves, he's going to feel the weight of China on his back. You know how much pressure that is to feel like you, even if you were unhappy. He basically just said if SM says he can't have his own personal studio that he wants to get with his own money, that he's just going to deal with it. Like, so, so what? So he doesn't have any aspirations, no goals, no nothing, like he can't have it. And if SM says no, well, forget it, whatever. Like he can't have any personal private goals moving on in the future. This is the same thing that that SNSD fans that like Jessica were mad about, that uh, that SM basically told Jessica no on your stupid label and your stupid clothing and your stupid sunglasses. Like that's what that that's what this is. He can't have his own personal studio because he might not be able to have his own personal studio. And if he said, if they say no, then okay, well, he just won't get one. Like that is so, and he, he feels like he is stuck there and he's emotional. Emotional people typically are more inclined to just deal and take the punches because they don't want to upset people. He uh, feels like he's indebted to this group, which I guess that's fine. I don't mind people feeling like they owe something to somebody who helped them, but to the point where he feels like he has to use his hard work and he has to be an image for an entire country because two other people left and that he feels like maybe SM Entertainment won't work with Chinese artists in the future if he terminates or if he tried to leave. And Tao also went on record and said that he won't be leaving. So you have these two guys who I bet are in the same boat where they feel like they can't leave, otherwise they'll mess up the the uh, the business between China and Korea, and in particular SM Entertainment and Korea. Like, that pressure is so ridiculous to put on a guy who just does music. He's just an entertainer. He's not even like a, like a serious artist that sits there and writes music and is trying to like project the image of China on Korea. He's just like a dude. He's just a guy who a bunch of China a bunch of Korean fans already like just crapped on about you know, the fact that he's going to be a traitor and he's going to leave and all this stuff. Like he's already dealt with all of that. 
and he's saying, oh, I'm going to stick to this group, and I'm going to be here, and I'm dedicated because I can't let China down. That is so stupid, and that's what makes me so mad. And I didn't even want to put this here because I didn't want to talk about EXO because Ash isn't on the show, but I'm so <laughs> frustrated with this. Like, I'm so angry that he feels like he's stuck in this position. I can't. I, I just can't. I can't deal with it. I feel so bad for this poor kid who's just a kid. Like, I know he's older. He's a kid. To, he's still a kid to me. Like, he might even be older than me. But this response makes me see him as just a kid. Like, he doesn't realize that it's not his fault. If he's in a, a situation that he doesn't want to be in and he's tired of the way they treat him, and we know that the way they treat EXO is poor, uh, saying it nicely... Yeah, especially the Chinese member, but poor saying it nicely, and he feels like he's stuck and he can't leave because he can't let China down. Like, oh, God, it, it just makes me furious. And I bet there's people out there who are like, oh, man, he's so giving and he's so selfless. Yeah, he sure is, and it sucks that he is because he's now stuck and he feels stuck, and there's no way you can unstick somebody until they decide on their own that China is not going to fall just because he's not in EXO if he doesn't want to be there. Well, mind you, he did in the end get his studio because he got his studio. Well, good. Because <laughs> it just it was released before. I think the the this interview was uh, released. They announced that. Well, fans found out. I don't know doing what fans do. <laughs> um, they found out that he has his own studio, which is interesting because apparently it'll have no ties to SM besides him owning it because it's under his Chinese name. It's not under Lei or anything like that. It's under his Chinese name. Apparently, I, From what I remember, I think he did get it with his own money, and all the staff that's employed in the... the what did I just say? The uh, studio, whatever, um, is his staff. Like, there's no SM staff on it. So, so they say. So, well, that's what he's saying. That's what everyone is saying. And the thing, But the thing is, is also, I've seen it's kind of creating some conflict within the fans, because, like, they're, they're kind of feeling is he's starting to pull away from EXO because I think he hasn't been part of EXO promotions. The, the recent the call he's, me baby. Yeah, he's no. been in China. He's. No, I mean, I mean that's the weird part. Like, that's why they kept, something, something's going that's, on. That's why they kept asking, "Are you so like?" Well, at least fans have been like, "Is he still part of EXO?" Or I mean, well, they're defending him, saying, "Yes, he's still part of EXO," but like he's been busy with stuff in China, I guess, with his studio or whatever, and then. Now it's how, you know, he has his injuries, and, you know, so he's mm -hmm. been out, not performing either. So it's pretty much, I don't think any of the Chinese members really have been, maybe one or two, I don't know how many are left after those two um, are performing with EXO. But I think also they said, if, I think I read properly that none of the Chinese members have been part of, like, besides performing on music shows, you don't see the Chinese members, like, going on, like, the radio shows or I don't think any other of the promotionals for this comeback. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. I don't really read everything just once in a while because, you know, these last few days, there's been so many rumors about Tao leaving EXO. And then before that, it was mm -hmm. about Lei as well. And it's like all this drama going on. I'm like, wow, you, you guys can't go without a day, without drama going on in this family. <laughs> but <laughs> it's crazy. I love this group. Like, this is a group you love to... Like, it's not... You, you don't hate the group, but you hate the company behind the group, and you hate some members of the group, and then you hate... No, I don't hate all the fans, but a lot of them. Uh, because they can be so... Yeah, too much. Like, even more than me, and that's a lot. Um... <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, obviously, come here, come on. Like they're doing exactly the same thing that Chris did exactly one year ago, pulling out in the middle of promotions. In the middle, exact same thing. The only difference is like, hopefully, SM has had a change of mind and realized that that they cannot uh, treat their Chinese members or their foreign members in the way they do, because uh, that will that because that would hurt them in the end. But I mean, it's, there must be some serious issues in the group or with the group in some way if. Uh, two members are uh, like dropping out in the middle of motions. And yes, I know Tao is hurt, uh, and he probably needs some rest. But uh, the last I saw him, he was walking fine in Qing, in Qingdong, uh, Qingtao. I don't know which city it was in, yeah, whatever. Uh, and not that he's not hurt. I'm just saying that. I think he's back uh, in China now. I think yeah, he's back home right now. Yeah, he, he isn't back in China. He is back in China, and then like for me, like that would be like PR one or one. No, you don't go around walking and hanging out with your friends if you're hurt and you cannot do promotions. No, you stay inside or out of sight of media just so you won't have that drama because you're hurt and you stay away from all kind of attention. You don't go to your home country. Like I swear to God, you'll. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Tom or somebody else will be probably partying and kissing a girl again, and the fans will rage and something, and it will be messy again, and we will have our entertainment and the reason to do the podcast. But still, uh, I don't know. And that and Lay, like Tim said, I feel so bad for him. Like, wow, the, that pressure. Like, who cares what Koreans think about Chinese? Like, 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 I know there's a lot of xenophobic comments on Naver and that kind of stuff, but who cares? Like, your morale is not decided by by people who are xenophobic idiots. Like, oh, I, I was like, I'm so glad I'm not a fan of any group from SM except Shiny anymore, because I feel bad for an EXO fans, even though I've they are annoying. I do feel for them. Like, there's always some intense drama. Like, like always. Oh God, it must be very intense. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see because the thing. I'm not trying to compare or say it's the same thing and the same thing is gonna happen. But if I remember correctly, you know, SM approved of Jessica having her, you know, her <laughs> business or whatever, knowing that they weren't going to get a piece of the pie because it was her business and hers alone, well, with Taylor Kwan or whoever. But SM wasn't going to be a part of it. But then later on, they changed their mind and they were like, no, you can't do it. So I'm just yep. interested if the same thing is going to happen with Lay because they, in the True. end, they, they did approve of him having his studio or whatever or his company or whatever it is. And like is later down the, later on down the line, are they gonna say, oh, he, you're focusing too much on that and not enough on EXO, and you know they're gonna want him to separate, or I don't know what. So I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but the pa the possibility of happening it is there. So I mean I don't know. 
it's SM, if they're not getting a piece of the pie, um, I'm surprised, you know, it's, to me, to be honest, it was surprising when fans are saying that, you know, SM doesn't have anything to do with the studio, because to me, I feel like S, if SM doesn't have a piece of the pie, you know, they're going to find a way to get a piece of the pie, and if you don't give them the pie, they'll take the whole pie away from you, and be like, you okay. can't have it. <laughs> I'm like Ash now, I mean, I'm like Shannon now, I'm using like food references, but yes, <laughs> did, they, did they have that food reference on your farm, or how'd that, how'd that whole thing work? Are you going to reference like, a card game that no one's ever heard of? You got the milk from the cows, and then you pick the apples from the trees, and then use it all together to make this pie, the pie that is Lay's pie, and then Esther kind of wants a piece of the pie, but Lay doesn't want to give them a piece of the pie, and then <laughs> later on, just like Jessica, Jessica had her... The blueberry pie, you know, Jessica went picking blueberries and everything. She milked the cow herself yeah. at 5 in the morning, and then she made her pie. And then Jessica was like, look at my pie, Esam. Isn't it great? And then Esam like, I want a piece of that pie. And Jessica's like, no, this is my blueberry pie. I picked the blueberries myself from the bush from for five days. The best berries. And then you want my piece of my pie? No, this is my pie. And then Esam like, you know what? I'm going to take your pie and we'll throw it in the floor. We're going to go to another farm. <laughs> You're banned from the farm. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. All you're missing is some curse words, and you would have nailed it. That was spot on. Um, wow. Um, I'm sorry, Shannon. Don't <laughs> <hate> me. <laughs> oh, my God. You were saving up that impression and practicing in the mirror, like, I'm going to nail it. Um, Damn. Keep out of nowhere. Okay. Um, Thank you, Kiana. I hiccup. Oh God. Oh, that was really good. Uh, so on to a less serious topic. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm actually I'm really glad that Noah's on the podcast for this because uh, I did want your opinion on it. Um, <laughs> I know in the script I wrote it very mean, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it nice because <laughs> I'm a nice gentleman. Um, so. Uh, as we kind of talked, we talked about it a little bit on the the podcast before, but uh, everybody was kind of wondering who the female artist would be in Jin Yushan's comeback song. Oh. Uh, and after, well, post the comeback and everything like that. Um, well, I think it was right after they announced who it was and showed in the trailer in the teaser film. Uh, YG spoke on the picking of her as the featuring. Uh, why he picked her, and kind of answered the questions that many fans had. Uh, a lot of fans were wondering why it wasn't Boom. Uh, a lot of fans were thinking it was going to be someone, anyone that wasn't a trainee, basically. Um, so this was YG's uh, response. <clears throat> uh, Jung Hana is still a trainee who hasn't made an official debut, so she recorded the demo track with Tablo, who wrote the song. But after listening to the demo, I thought that her voice went really well with Jin Ushan's new song, so I immediately asked her to feature on the song. He further mm -hmm. added, we will be able to find out with her featuring on Jin Ushan's song uh, exactly how much she has grown and how she still has a lot of potential for further growth. Now, um, I was a very big loud voice saying it should not be Boom. There is no reason for it to be her. Uh, she is probably, and, and I know a lot of people are blaming YG for her being in the closet and not doing anything, but honestly, she's already proven before that she can't handle uh, fans and netizens going after her. 
So I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if she wants to be where she is now and she wants to take a break and stay out of the spotlight. It does not mm -hmm. make sense for YG to force her to put herself in this position. It does not make sense to taint the comeback after 11 years of a group that has stayed loyal to YG, even not promoting. Like, he put Jinushan on the back burner. He put both of them in roles in which they helped uh, with the trainees and they worked to teach them about YG and, you know, Jinushan was there for all of CL growing up and he helped her grow up as she did. Um, he's, he's spoken a lot about to anyone in general and how much he helped work with them. He went on tour with them the first time they went on tour and basically was their uh, pseudo but not really manager and he ran errands for them and he helped them out and he, he helped them relax. Um, mm -hmm. He's very important to the entire YG process, meanwhile, Sean has had the opportunity to have a whole family. Uh, his family is still really close to YG. He's still really close to all of the YG artists. He's been there working for them still. They provide him with a source of income, and they use him uh, for the um, kind of spokesman that he's become. Yeah, and they've he's... given him the opportunity to do that, to go and do what he loves and be able to spend time with his family more so than most people can say that they get to. So it's very, it's, it's clear that YG has a very, uh, a soft spot for this group and, and he loves them just as much as they love him and how much they've worked for him. It does not make sense for him to say, Hey, I need to use you to promote boom and, and bring her back and make her, uh, successful again and have people see her in a pretty light and forget about the drug scandal. That makes no sense. What makes sense is to put an artist who is up and coming in a group that is up and coming one day um, and to build uh, anticipation for that group by putting her on the song and letting her feature and giving her the opportunity to shine in a spot where she is not the sole focal point, but she is very important. She is also walking in some very big shoes, as this is the spiritual successor to uh, Tell Me, which featured Um Jung Hwa, who is a very good friend of YG as well. Hmm. It, it is the perfect place to put a trainee, uh, especially a trainee that you have a lot of faith in and that you've um, promoted already on Mix and Match and you've given the opportunity to go against your better vocalists because she went basically head-to-head -head in a not-so-head-to-head -head kind of way against Lehigh and uh, Suhyun, who and got she to have, And she lost, yes. But she got to have a, a side... Or, you know, those two had their side project and everything, and she wasn't involved in that. She was just a trainee. She, You kind of gave the trainee to uh, the group with your strong, famous rapper. It, you basically fed that group, and you knew they weren't going to win. And the focus was more on the other two. But she did a good job. She worked really hard. She proved her work ethic. She was on this song on the demo with Tablo, and they liked the sound, and they kept it. Yeah. I don't understand why people are so upset that it's a trainee when she's, you know, we talked about it earlier. She's not incredible in terms of her presence, but her voice is nice, and it fits the song. I don't see, I, I just don't understand why so many people are mad, and I still saw a lot of people being mad that it wasn't boom, that it was this girl that they didn't really know, even though people are crying over here for their uh, pretty pink warriors of the girl group that's never going to debut and all that garbage. Like, they're, they're putting them out there very slowly. They're building anticipation. They put Jenny on GD's album. Now you have Jung Hana on uh, 
the comeback for Jinushan after 11 years. They're, they're giving you, and you have Jisoo who's doing a bunch of modeling. They're giving you these girls. They're putting them out there. They're very slowly introducing you to them, and people still want more for this group or that group. 2Anyone's on the hiatus, and for good reason. Like, you just yeah. need to deal with it. I'm sorry, I love 2Anyone, but you need to deal with the fact that they're on hiatus, and they might not come back. Like, it's just, that's just the way the world works. Wow. You said everything. I, I don't even need to say anything. Like, why am I? <laughs> everything you said was on point. Like, exactly. There's no way. Like, seriously. Like, the boom situation, not in the, not in hell. Like, I mean, Dara is out there doing her own thing, web drama after drama. Like, she's actually working at what she dreamed of doing. And 20, uh, CL is doing her thing. Uh, Mincy, I don't know if she's probably in church. She's pretty miserable, uh, let's be real. She's she's pretty miserable. She's probably miserable, but she's like... But you know how it works in YG. Like, yeah. If you're not out there pu pushing for your shit to get out there, you won't get it out there. Like, this, there's not like, oh, this time it's your turn, this, ne this next time it's your turn. No. They will like have their monthly evaluation, evaluation and ask, mm, how much effort did you put? How much, uh, how many songs have you recorded? If you haven't recorded enough songs, and if it's not good enough, then buy. Yeah, like, apparently recording 80 songs still made us wait four years for a YB album. I just want to put that out there. Exactly. Like, <laughs> make you work for that, for that promotion, for real. But, and part boom, like, I love the girl. I don't know what actually went down. I'm not one of those conspiracy people who think, oh, she's a druggie, blah, blah, blah. No. I mean, she, like, she, has, she might have had an addiction, but she probably had ADHD or some kind of other medical issues that she actually does have. And she needed that medicine, and she did it in probably... Uh, intently, like she, she intended to do, like illegally, but she was probably just desperate for that medicine or those pills. And she needs some Olivia Pope bullshit. I don't know what the fans <laughs> would think of. Like, for real, like, she needs somebody to rescue that mess or hot mess. Like, I don't know. Like, no. Like, I mean, I, I didn't even know that some fans were complaining, like, God damn it. Like, Please, Blackjack, have a seat. I'm a Blackjack, and I'm like, shut up. Let this girl sing. Shit, she's, she has not even debuted, and you're already complaining. Ugh. What do you think, Kara? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't, like, thinking about it, like, I think Jung Hana fits the song very well. I think her voice sounds, meshes well with Jinu Shan. Um, Earlier, as we all said already, you know, yes, she's a bit nervous and she kind of slightly does look out of place, but it's pretty understandable. She is a trainee, you know, she's she's performing with these, you know, these legends, these two guys. So, but I think she looks fine. She sounds fine. Um, I think Park Bone fans need to kind of understand that even if she does come out of the closet, it's most likely it'll be something 21 related. I don't expect to see her with other artists performing anything solo or anything of that nature because if they do want to continue 21 and they do want to bring her out and kind of move on from this whole situation I would think it'd be her surrounded by you know her members not just her going out performing with another group or another artist. Yeah. Um, 
because I mean the situation even if internationally we find the situation ridiculous or like it got too big too big for what it was in Korea it was such a big deal like yeah, we, won't, we, we don't feel it but in Korea you feel it and yeah. clearly their netizens are not letting it go because no matter what it's about if it's an article about her or anything maybe YG it something about YG even if it's not about YG or if it's about <laughs> an, it's about someone else's scandal they somehow sneak in um, bomb situation in those comments and stuff like that yeah because people just do not want to let it go so I feel like for her right now not being in the public's eye is a good thing for her because I don't know what her situation is right now I don't know how she's feeling I don't know what her psyche is right now um, yeah. And if she needs a long time for a good break, then, you know, all the power to her. Because if she needs that time to recuperate after everything that's happened. And so I feel like if you're a fan of her, and I know you miss her. I know that feeling. I'm a Wonder Girls fan. I know that feeling of waiting for your idols to come back. But uh, you got to realize with her situation, it's so different. Like, you just need to wait until she's ready. And when she's ready, you know? She'll come out and do her thing. And most likely, again, I think it's going to be something 21-related. I don't foresee her having a solo comeback anytime soon. And I don't foresee her being in Not a chance. I don't foresee her featuring in anybody else's song because it's just it's a difficult situation. And I know some people want a Lehigh and, or Suhyun yeah. for Akmu. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Lehigh. I, again, I'm not a real YG fan, so I don't really don't follow every single thing, but you know, it's been a while since I feel like I've seen Lehigh, well, they did the thing with Suhyun, but like her solo, I don't know. I yeah. know you guys are still waiting for that, and then so instead of wanting some, maybe you guys should concentrate on that first, because <laughs> she's the next possible person to have a solo or do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my take on the whole situation, I guess. And one thing I want to say, like, how the hell is that Jaihana so awkward? Like, what's up with YG trainers nowadays? Like why are they, like they've been trainees for like how long have they been in the basement and like and they come out all awkward? Because they haven't seen daylight in days. They haven't seen daylight. I don't think yeah that <laughs> I don't think that um, all, all of them have been awkward because I think that Bobby nailed it and Bi both nailed it uh, when they got to yeah, yeah. the chance to do stuff. Um, yeah. But I think that when like I mean if you think about it, she wasn't awkward when she got to promote with Bobby and all them on Mix and Match. But you're talking about taking. Yes, I don't think so. I think she was perfectly fine. Like for her first appearance on TV ever, I think she nailed it. Like way better than this. She's awkward here. I don't think she's awkward in that. Like I think if you go and compare them, she's way more awkward here. But I think that in the the issue is here. She had to do something that she probably hasn't done before in acting like in playing into like the almost sexy role, and then. To top it off, she's working with two very, very well-established artists that are very well-loved. I mean, I can totally see why you would feel awkward. Like, sure, Bobby didn't look that awkward working with them, but Bobby's also gotten to work with Master Wu, and he's gotten to work with Doki, and he spent like his introduction to the world of people taking him really seriously, hanging out with Vasco and all these big guys. Like, He's had the opportunity to relax and chill out in his spot this girl has literally only worked with a guy who worked with Vasco. Like that's her. That's her. Her her claim to fame is she got to work with Bobby, who worked with all these famous people. You know. Um, so I, I mean, I think it's one of those situations where you you got to give her a minute because 
the other comparison is like Jenny. Um, Jenny Kim worked with GD. She was in GD's video playing an awkward role anyways, and that was the purpose of it. And then she actually performed with GD when she performed Black. And I don't think she really looked that awkward performing that song. I think she was clearly very focused on, like, I don't want to sound like crap. So I'm going to work really hard to focus on singing, which I think is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, like the Lehigh's kind of awkward. Um, yeah, Lehigh's Ak- really awkward. Uh, uh, Akmu is kind of awkward. Um, uh, Winner, like, I love Winner. Y'all know I love Winner, but shit. In the beginning, like, it was awkward as hell. Like, they got a better... I think it depends on what you do, right? Because I don't think Mino was very awkward. I think everybody else was very awkward, yeah. And I think I feel the same for Bobby and B.I. I think Bobby and B.I. are perfectly comfortable already. Like, they're ready to go. But the rest of the group, nope. Right, and I think it's the culture that they're they're raised in, you know? Yeah, so I'm not not blaming the the trainees, but considering how YG puts their trainees in the basement for such a long time, doing monthly evaluation of and. Like we've seen all the like reality shows, like how is how strict it is, or oh, you're not good enough. Like then, what the hell is happening when they're on stage? Because most of them are not performing at the level he's talking about, and definitely not on the level that like a lot of new groups are coming out. Like yeah, I B- think they, they... BTS, BTS, or even CLC, Pepe, Pepe, like they they were like you you don't have to like the song, but those girls were rocking it. Like they they hit every move on point on time, and they they smile for the camera like they like they were bored on stage. Yeah, but they're like, they're in a different group. Like I mean, you could say the same for Mamamoo. Mamamoo destroyed their yeah exactly their, their uh, uh, debut, but. I, I don't know. I think I think it's one of those things where those groups don't have as much pressure either. Those groups aren't coming from YG. You know, they don't have that worry of like, oh, I have to, you know, I'm walking in the shoes of Big Bang. I'm walking in the wow, shoes of wow, wow. anyone. I mean, you say that, but you don't know what that pressure's like. We literally yeah. just talked about what pressure feels like on Lei, who has all of China on his back. Well, what about the pressure of all of a very, very highly successful, like literally smash hit right out of debut group or label of YG sits on your shoulders when you walk out there and say, hey, I'm just a trainee. I haven't even debuted yet. Um, B.I., as much as I love B.I. and Bobby and Mino, like they took a minute to open up too. B.I. and Bobby messed up on Show Me the Money and they got shit for it forever and they looked like garbage until they got to write their own songs and really perform. But when they were called on to, you know, write quickly and do stuff like that, they were messed up and they they really struggled. So Mm -hmm. it's... It's one of those things where it's like we have no idea what's going through her head. She is in more of the basement than Winner or Icon has ever been in. They've been in the basement and been teased to us since longer than Winner has. Like, that's the existed. thing that you have to remember. That's true. Yeah, because that show, because uh, the original show with Winner and uh, Icon where they split and they had Team A and Team B was originally slated to be the girl group show, and it was supposed yeah. to be the girl group that came next. And they're still in the basement literally doing nothing. So, I mean, th- imagine that pressure of, like, if I mess this up, what are the chances of my group ever coming out? You know, it, there's a lot of pressure, and it, it's one of those things where it's like we have no idea what's really going on with her. Um, I think, I think as she performs more and gets more time, she'll be okay. Um, I just think she probably is really nervous 
Probably. But who wouldn't? Like, yeah, I do agree. I do agree to some extent, but yeah. Um, so this last one, I'm going to do my absolute best to not really fly off the handle. Um, I want to let all of my listeners know, uh, all of the fans of the show, if I get really, really upset, you also haven't heard my rant on Hoya and why I hate him. Um, it's on Ooh. another podcast that's in the mystery land of dead, <laughs> but hopefully one day that'll get posted. I don't know. Uh, I went on a pretty long tirade about why I don't like Hoya, um, and this is probably going to go in that realm. I'm going to do my very best to not get really mad. Um, so this next topic I have is uh, recently on a radio show. Um, oh, God. You say Seyun and... Jong Dongmin, uh, we're, we're talking about women. Uh, the topic was uh, women being honest about their sexual history and their current partners. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that uh, you say you apologized. His uh, direct apology was, I apologize. I don't know what to say. I would have nothing to say even if I had ten mouths. I don't know if this is some kind of Korean idiom that I've never heard of. Uh, I'm genuinely sorry. This won't happen again. I figured it was. Um, so he, uh, he has this apology. And this was my introduction to the topic was his apology first. So I thought, I'll find out what happened. I really want to know. I'm going to read this transcript in its entirety because... It needs to be on record, and I don't think enough people have taken it seriously. Uh, so, uh, and I'm going to go by their initials. So, JDM is uh, Jang Dongmin, and YSY is Yu Seyun, who apologized. Uh, JDM, what's stupid about women is that they say things like, I don't want to lie to you. I genuinely love you right now, but I also love the people I met in the past. I'm going to come clean with you. What a bitch. <laughs> YSY, right? What a bitch. <laughs> YSM, yeah, that's a bitch. And another mistake that women make is uh, JDM interrupts him to say, yeah, a bitch. YSM, another mistake that women make is, and listen up, women, they'll beat around the bush uh, like, let's say they slept with other men. They don't tell you that up front. Instead, they'll say things like, oh, I had a shot of soju with that man before, or that man once, but her current partner is with her drinking soju and think, and he's thinking of sleeping with her after, so obviously he catches on and realizes that she probably slept with those men too. JDM, yeah, women say that. YSM, yeah, they shouldn't talk at, they just shouldn't talk at all. JDM, that's what's stupid about women. Their brains just aren't up to par with men. YSM, and they're completely beneath us. JDM, I'm serious. They're so stupid, and they're really stupid for saying that. YSM, they don't look or they don't think fast enough. JDM, nah, they're just dumb. I'm telling you, just dumb. Uh, on the topic of the way, uh, of one way for women to be loved by their boyfriends is lying to them and saying that they're a virgin. Random snippets from when they were role playing as male and female. Uh, YSM, men can wake up and be disappointed because he was thinking she was a virgin, but she's not. That's why some asked before him. Uh, YSM being the guy in the situation. Hey, uh, why are you so loose down there? JDM, oh that? It's because I did it with so many dildos. <sighs> YSM, in another topic here, uh, if you think about it, 
what we can't handle is the fact that she isn't a virgin, but the woman herself, JDM, yeah, her history, YSM, we all expect women to be virgins, JDM, yeah, the most perfect woman would be some woman who's lived for 30 years in a temple and has no sexual history to speak of, but in this society, that's impossible. Okay, listen to me right now. This is the reason, again, that people hate straight males because there are so many dumbasses like this who, who just – they say this, this filth. Like this is just garbage. This whole thing was so hard for me to read because it's so garbage. And like I'm disgusted because I am a straight male and I know that there's dumbasses like this who say this shit and make us look so bad constantly like this is all they do with their whole life like they sit there and they believe this garbage that's coming out of their mouth this guy apologized for what for the garbage that he believes well thanks for your apology but you're still stupid and I know that you believe all of that garbage like this is why girls don't trust us this is why girls don't like straight men this is why you get millions and millions of articles where there's just people bashing straight guys for being ignorant. And you know what? They're 100% right because the majority of straight men are just like this. And I warred for straight men for so long because I was like, nah, not all men. I was one of those guys at the beginning. And the more I sat here and listened to the garbage that straight men say and the more that I had to listen to all the stupid things that people say and the stupid stuff that comes out of straight, privileged men's mouth, I realized that we're just you're stupid like your whole idea of what the what world you live in is so ignorant these girls are being slut shamed because they wanted to have sex with somebody they feel like they can't even talk about it that they have to pretend they're a virgin they have to lie about having sex in the first place because why because a guy, they're not perfect perfect enough for a guy who's probably stuck his dick in like 20 girls before this and it's fine it's perfectly fine because we want virgins and we just want to nail a bunch of virgins. You know what? Forget that. That's ignorant. Like, what? what is this logic? Where does this logic even stem from in the first place? Who gave men this entitlement? I don't understand. I've never felt so entitled that I could just demand a girl was a virgin when I met her. That's stupid. I don't care even when I was a virgin. Like, I don't care. I don't care what you've been with before because it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is where we are at this point. Like, and, and I expect the same from whoever I'm with. So the fact that this guy thinks it's perfectly fine to say this, and they think it's funny, and I guarantee you I haven't heard the transcript, I bet they're laughing, and I bet they think they're so smart and that they figured it all out and that this is how girls are, that girls are dumber than we are. Bullcrap. Girls are way smarter than we are. Jesus Christ. Like, let, let's be real. I'm a straight male, and I'll sit here and tell you that I know a bajillion girls who are way smarter than me. They figured out dudes way faster, and guys are still twiddling our thumbs trying to figure out what girls think ever. Like, we have no idea. We're dumb as shit. And you can't sit here and try and convince me that girls are dumber than me. That won't happen. There's no way. There's no world that I live in where you can convince me of that. I'm privileged. That's what it is. That's why I'm where I'm at is because I'm a privileged male. And just like every other guy who thinks he's so smart, you're not. You're just a privileged male. You don't have to work as hard as everybody else. That's it. That's all it is. And especially if you're a straight privileged male, Jesus Christ, like you might as well roll out the red carpet for me when I walk down the street. Like, it's so stupid. And they're, they just, they talk like this all the time. This isn't, like, the thing that made me the most mad is I know people, I know people that have met in my life that think this way. And it's so mm -hmm. stupid. And I know girls who co-sign on this and think that yeah. you are, uh, that you can slut shame people because they've had sex or they've wanted to live their life and they wanted to be whatever they want to be. You have no right to decide 
what a girl should do with her life. If a girl wants to, if, if it's true that a girl's a virgin, she wants to bang a bunch of dildos, who's, who's, why are you in a right to even bring that up? Why are you even in a right to say anything about what a girl has going on downstairs? You have no right. Just like, like, you have no right. You wouldn't like it if a girl was like, oh, I don't know, why are you so small? That's what I would have said. Like, forget that. There, and you know what? The worst part is they're scared to even do that because they might get hit and these ignorant-ass Korean people, not Koreans in general, but these guys right here, I bet you they'd be the type to, to hit somebody for saying something like that. Like, it's just this whole, this whole idea that straight men can just get away with this kind of garbage. That it just drives me nuts because it makes me embarrassed to, like, go up to somebody and admit that I'm straight and that I'm a straight male. And it's nobody's fault other than the other guys here. It's not girls' fault for believing that. I think you're totally justified in where you sit. You should believe that straight men are terrible people. You should be scared of guys at a bar. I just wish I didn't have to say that. I wish that I didn't have to feel that way. I wish that I could go up to a girl and buy her a drink at a bar and not instantly think, Oh, she's going to expect if she if she takes this drink, she in her head is going to think I owe him something. I never want that. Like I I don't want to deal with that, but I don't have a choice and you don't have a choice and that's what that's the worst part and I can't do anything to change that. I personally do my best to be a stand-up person, but that's all I can do. And when a girl says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm uncomfortable because of the setting and all this stuff." You know what? She's justified and I don't have any right to be mad, so I don't and I'm fine with that. I would never sit here on this radio show and say stupid things like that. Like, it's just so ignorant, and it makes me furious. Like, I, I, I'm so angry because it's so common, and he thinks he can just apologize and get away with it, and you know what? This guy probably will, and it's garbage. But, but if he had said that about any straight guy or any dude that people like, if he had just went and tore up EXO, oh, he'd be hung, and he'd never promote again, and he'd never say anything ever again. Like, you'd never see him on radio shows. He'd be nothing. But you know what? He talked about a bunch of girls that are no-name, no-name females that just generalizations, and so he's going to be fine. Because why? Because he's a straight guy, and he's funny, and he's a comedian. Like, <sighs> ah. I'm just so angry, and I, I hate that I, I, like, I've read this, like, three times trying to be ready for this, and it still pisses me off. I'm still angry about it. Yeah, you sang the gospel, like, oh, God, like, I was so infuriated, like, I'm not gonna lie, gay men are not that much better. Like, they are better in some ways, but gay men can be a, f ooh, I don't want to swear. Uh, they can be such a hot mess as well. Like, and it's like I'm I'm the same way as you. Like I this like re this recent past two years. Like I have I I've had an epiphany, and I see the mistreatment of young like young girls, young women, women. Like I just like it's mind-boggling. Like and so like some countries are like better than others. So I'm trying, like, that's one thing I'm, I'm proud about in Sweden. Like, they take, fe like, feminist issues seriously. There is a feminist party. Like, the feminist party is actually, there's actually some unconscious effort by both men and women to try to bridge the gap. But in some parts of the word, world, like, ugh, we have such, like, this is my personal opinion. There's not the rest out of cast. I think... Misogyny is way worse than racism, and I say that I say that as a black man. 
no, like, and that, and that's not to belittle anything that we, that black people or uh, around the world have experienced and the discrimination, but you cannot even compare because everybody in this world, regardless of who they are or where they come from, they know racism is bad. They, regardless if they are racist or not, they know there's a general consensus that racism is bad, but there's not a general consensus that misogyny is not okay. It's, the act it's actually the other way around. Most people in this world think misogyny is okay, it, that it's okay to discriminate against women. It's okay to rape a woman. It's okay to abuse women. It's okay to talk like that about women because why? They are women. And this, like, and this is what, like, I, I said, I have said this before and I say it again. I'm speaking of this as a issue in Korea, and Korea is not alone of this issue. There's a widespread this this are all over the world, but like this is particularly what I've noticed in like in Korea. Like it's like one same thing. Like when Idol says, "Oh, I like girls who cook." Like what the fuck do you want a servant? Oh, sorry. Do you want a servant or do you want a partner or do you want a girlfriend? Do you want somebody you can laugh and have fun with or do you want a cook? Or servant. Oh, I want the girl who makes me hot cocoa. Like, what are you? Two, five, please. Grow the grow that grow some balls. Be a man. Cook your own that goddamn chocolate milk. Oh, and and this is misogyny. And the and the awful part is like the net the netizen comments and the netizen comments are the netizen comments. They're not Koreans. That there are a lot. I know there were a lot of Koreans who were upset by it. But majority of the men, the privilege they have in Korea is unfathomable for me who lives here in my in my country it's like beyond like when I was in Korea I was like I was like oh my god like the level of misogyny is so is so like in every part of social life in Korea that's is ridiculous like my friend who works there she works in business she like like men don't want to shake her hand men intentionally ignore her. And it's not just her. It's all women in business, in work life. They ignore women, men in position of power. And it's like, and, it, and she has to repeat herself all the time, like, hello, I'm here, listen to me. I, I exist. And they, like, imagine being treated like you don't exist. Imagine a man, even after... Uh, like uh, even even celebrities in variety shows, like they don't even shake your hand. They shake your partner's hand, who's a male, or your or your colleague. And, like it's ridiculous. Like I mean, there's a reason why Korea is the bottom of all OECD countries when it comes to female rights. Like bottom, bottom. Like it's the level of entitlement men have, and the and and the irony that they dare have the balls to have a men's rights group in Korea. Like, oh, oh, like, like, damn, like, oh, like, Tim, you got me going too. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry, like, this is too much. Like, God, I'm, oh, F, I hate men. F, I hate men. God. Oh. Sorry, Kiara, what do you think? <laughs> you good, Noah? You good? You, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 
for me. And at first, I started seeing some like articles starting to pop up about these comedians, and I'm just like, I don't know what is going on. Like, so I didn't really read into anything until the other day, and then I just I read like their state, like the things they they said on the radio, the radio and stuff like that. And um, it wasn't included in the um, what um, Tim the chan the segment that he read out loud, but apparently they also talked about. There was mention of rape as well. Um, yes. But if if I can find it correctly quickly, yeah. oh, because they talked. Yeah, they talked about. Uh, sorry, they talked about uh, their parents, and then, and I think one of them said something about how his father raped his mother. Therefore, that's how he was brought into the world, or something like yeah. that nature. Um, and so that's another thing. A lot of people are ang- like, how like how do you just say that? Like I don't know. Like just say something like that about your mother. I mean, this is your mother. Because apparently it was just used as a joke. How is that a joke? You're talking about rape. Yeah. And, and like, this, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. At the same time, Honey from AXID gets prob- like publicly hanged for uh, talking about her mother. In like, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she's like, she talked about her mother in a casual way. Like, or the fact that, uh, like, oh God, it annoys me. Like, you can talk about raping, about your, about somebody's mother being raped, but another, another, a woman cannot talk ca- casually about her mother. Like, <clears throat> continue, Kara. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. So that, cause that was another thing that was part of that whole situation. Um. I think some people were trying to kind of defend them because apparently this was old. Like this isn't a recent thing. I think this is like something that happened a while. They said this on the radio. Six months ago. Yeah, six months ago. Seven months ago. But like, um, so people were trying to come up with all these um conspiracy theories because apparently some of these guys are up for up and running for like to be a new member on Infinity Challenge and stuff like that. But. Yeah. No matter what it is, whether whether another company released this information for that or for another reason, they still, in the end, this is what these guys said on radio for anyone to listen to. Like, anyone can tune yeah. on to the radio and listen to what they're saying. Yeah. And so no matter what, whether it's conspiracy, whatever it is, they said these things, and you know what? They deserve to be, you know, get, deserve the anger of people because everything that they said in this segment was just hor- it's horrific. Like, you know, as a woman, like, this is just so uncomfortable and it's just, like, how so disrespectful. And, like, I mean, some of these guys, I I like you guys. Like, I when I watch you on shows, I enjoy when you yeah. guys you're, when you guys are, because I find some of these guys, you know, funny and, you know, and I root for them and all this stuff. And, like, you know, one of them, Jong Dong-min, I think there were rumors that he was dating Navi, the singer Navi or something, and I yeah. like her too. And I was like, oh, that's cute if they're dating or whatever. Now I hope she runs away far from him because this is just. I mean, pretty much, uh, Tim and Noah, you both pretty much, with, with with all your anger and all your words, you all you all said it pretty well. Um, so I don't think there's much left for me to say, but um, you know, I don't think them saying like. Thanks. These little sentences of apologies is enough. Um, yeah. I do, I do know that because yeah. Miss, Miss, Miss. I don't. Know. <clears throat> sorry, but I got. Uh, sorry. Oh no, because my words got stuck in my throat for a second there. Uh-huh. Because um, but from what I'm seeing from like at least the netizens from 
the comments from netizens that have been translated. Um, I don't feel like there's not enough people feeling negative, at least publicly saying it, that they feel negative about this in Korea, which disappoints me. But I'm not fully 100% not surprised um, because, no. like Noah, you said, like a lot of, you know, when it comes to women, it's always seen like, you know, it's not such a big issue um, for some people. Um, I don't know. I'm just so, in the end, I'm just really disappointed in all of them. And um, even if they apologize, I feel like that's just not enough because you pretty much, I mean, you pretty much just show the world that you, how much of an ass as you guys really are. And I don't think you can ever change that. Like, I feel like you felt this in the past. You think you're going to change your opinions, like, just like that after a few months. Um, I don't think so. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't like, I, I'm like, like, they, like, like, compare, like, and the funny thing is, like, they apologize, like, after Yoon the Yoon, right? What's his name? Um, who? The, the one who apologized. Who apologized uh, you, you say Yoon, yeah. Uh, you say Yoon, yeah, you say, like, he apologized on his, uh, on his, um, the cafe, whatever it's called. And he like a five line apology. It was not even a serious apology. Even after they apologized, they made fun of the apology. Like they were laughing it off. There was not. There, there never was a real apology. It wasn't until they realized how many people in Korea as well were offended by it. Not like by the sheer like like horrific use of language they used. Like that's like that's somebody's sister. That's somebody's mother. That's somebody's friend. Like that's somebody's like. Like, female is a part of our lives in every way possible. And to say, and people were offended by it. And then they were like, oh, I need, I'm going to pull out of uh, as the sixth man competition. And like, no, fucker, you should be banned from industry for life. You should not be on any show whatsoever. Like, it's not okay. It's not okay that, like, uh, even uh, year one or other females get 40,000 plus comments about how awful they are because they gave a fucking glance and they did not stand up doing the right thing, but he can talk about raping women or calling them bitches or how loose they are and how, how much of a slut Korean women are without like even having 500 plus comments. Like, it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This combined with the fact that that CEO uh, raped that girl and said, and he got off by just by saying he was in love with her. She was only 13, and it, it pisses me the f off. Like, sorry, like somebody needs to get their shit together over over there. And it's fast. It's not just over there. There's a lot of countries that need to do it. But right now we're speaking of Korea because we are a, a podcast about Korean pop and Korean culture. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean. Um, it's at like I'm really holding it together because I'm really frustrated and like I don't I don't need I I don't feel like I have to do the I don't feel like I have to feel this way because I need to be justified. No nobody's gonna I don't care what people's opinion of me is, but I I genuinely like I, I'm a father. I have a son. And I, if my son even said anything close to this, like he would never see the daylight again. He would sit in a 
in a closet until he figured out his life because I would not deal with that. There will be no one who talks like that about women in front of me, especially not somebody who comes from my bloodline. And it, it, it touches me even more because, like, my son could have very well been a daughter. Like, yeah. he, he could have been anything, you know? I still don't know. Maybe he's going to get older and he and he's going to like men or he's going to not uh, identify with the gender that he's in. I don't know. I have no idea. He's still young. He's too young to, to know these kind of things yet. And and I'm going to support him either way, but the way he moves is going to dictate how other people react to him, and I hate that. And it, it frustrates me so much. And if I had, if I had been blessed with a daughter, like, I don't know if I could even get through this without throwing things and, and just yelling. Like, I'm holding it together, and it, it's a struggle. Like, I, I don't need... I don't I don't want to see this and I don't want to know that there are girls out there that see this and like believe what these guys are saying and it yeah. sucks and there's no excuse I have no excuse when people when I see people who say like men suck and men are garbage and all this stuff I'm just like yeah like what do you want me to say I can't I'm I'm a dude and it sucks and I I don't I, I want to say hey I'm not but I can't say that I used to try but now I'm just like no nah, yeah men are we're terrible. We're terrible people. Like, and that's it. Yeah. And that's all I can do. And 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 I'm stuck in that position. And I I don't want pity. I don't care if people uh, understand where I'm coming from. It's not about that. It's not about me. It's about the fact that men are terrible people. And that's it. And and they have this archaic I idea uh, from back in the day where women weren't even looked at as people. Like that. That's what people need to realize when people say, "Oh, well, this is how I was raised." Yeah, you were raised in a time, and you were raised with a belief that women weren't even really people. How do yeah. you not see how wrong that is? That is so inherently wrong. Like, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 100. I don't care if you're 80. I don't care if you're 18. I don't care if you're 8. If you don't understand that saying that a human being isn't even on your level because of their gender or their their sex or their sexuality, or their, I said two things twice, and their race, then you don't even deserve to walk on this earth. You don't deserve... No. To breathe the same air that the rest of us do, because you are a terrible human being. You're a waste of breathe out. So, and and I'm not telling people I'm not telling people to go and get rid of themselves. I'm not telling people to off themselves. I'm telling people to learn to educate yourself, because there there's people who just aren't educated. Educate yourself or ask for education. Do something. But this is ignorant. This is just the, the and we're just encouraging ignorance by not punishing people when they say ignorant things like this. This guy's gonna go on and have a perfectly fine career. That's what makes me mad. That's what makes me furious is the fact that this guy can get away with saying all this stuff and he's only now getting the repercussions of it seven months later. And he's still gonna go on to have whatever career he wants to have. And it's garbage. It's garbage, and he's garbage, and they're garbage. Everybody who said it is garbage. Everybody on that radio show that co-signed and laughed and had a good time making fun of women and making fun of rape and making fun of the terrible things that people go through, you're all garbage. Just yeah. trash cans, all of you. Yes. And, and FYI, women all over the world, where they're allowed to educate them on a higher level, graduate in a higher rate than men. So F you. Um... The, the next topic isn't any better, but I, I'm actually going to stay out of this topic mostly, um, not because I don't have feelings about this topic. It's simply because uh, this topic is really depressing, and uh, as, as a father, as a person who has a son, I, I 
just literally can't deal with this topic. Um, so I'm going to leave it to you guys to talk about it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be here, obviously. I'm just, I, I don't really have a lot to say, but we are going to address the uh, Seoul Ferry incident last year. Uh, this is the, well, Wednesday, I believe it was, was the one-year anniversary of that incident. Um, there's still a lot of questions. Um, there's still a lot of things missing in this case. Uh, so if you guys want to take it, go ahead. Well, I guess to, um, to kind of, for those who don't know much about it, because I still see that there's people who don't know about the Seoul uh, Ferry incident because they're probably just a recent K-pop fan or they didn't, they don't really follow K-pop like that. Um, if you don't know, um, last year on April 16th, um, there was a ferry, Seoul Ferry, um, which was going from Ichon, South Korea, to Jeju, South Korea. Um, it was en route. Um, but unfortunately, something occurred that made the ferry topple over. Um, majority of the people that, there were over 400 people, I believe, 476 people on the boat. But let me try to get the number correctly. Only There were only 172 survivors. Um, majority of the people that were on the boat were high school students from a, a school in Korea. Um, so that was the incident that happened last year. And it was, you know, as you can imagine, it was very huge. All news around the world were covering it. Um, it was just very, you know, it's just something that's very, like, it captured everyone's attention. It's just, and yesterday, well, the 16th of April marked one year, this one year since it happened. And, um, I mean, there's not much, I feel like there's much to say because I believe they're still looking for some of the bodies because they ha still have yet to recover all of the bodies, unfortunately. Mm. Um there's still a lot of anger, there's still a lot of, you know, so many questions um, as to, like, how this happened. Um, you know, the captain and some of the people who worked on the boat have been, went on trial and were found, you know, guilty of um, homicide because the captain and some of the staff people did flee and abandon the ship before letting out other people on the boat. Um, so they were sentenced to jail and everything. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, there's just really yeah. no words about this. It's just no. I kind of wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about it and just kind of reflect. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, all the idols and all the celebrities have been posting, you know, the yellow ribbon on their social media accounts, um, you know, I've seen the photos of, you know, the parents going to where the boat, uh, where the boat is, um, and, you know, you know, leaving flowers and there's snacks of, that were their children's favorite snacks mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's just, it's all like, it's still, you know, you still feel it. And I've seen the photos, I've seen the news about it. And it's, it's even now you still feel that impact you know, I felt yeah. a year like, ago. Mm. Yeah. Go ahead, no, you continue. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know even where to begin because I've been pretty much on this like case 
since the beginning, and I don't know everything about it, but I know some, and uh, it's heartbreaking because I think like if you have any siblings or if you if you're that age yourself, like that's the like between. 15, 16, 17, like that's the age you're, oh, it's soon, my, it's soon to be my, about my time, my time in the world, I'm going to leave my mark, like that's the age you have dreams and hopes, and that's like the sad part of it, that like, like someone stole this children's possibilities in life, and it, and the sad part is, like, uh, the song that describes it the best to me was is Akmu's song, uh, Melted. Like, how adults totally, like, left any responsibilities they had because of greed. Mm. Uh, and, like, and, and this is, like, not just, like, the problem, part of the problem is that they put the blame on, on the people directly involved in it, which was the, the captain, the crew members, and the owner of uh, the ship. And but there was this a whole set of structural problems Korea does have uh, beyond that what happened there. Like, uh, this is not the first time. If anyone has watched uh, Reply to Me 1997, or was it 1994? 1994, uh, there was an accident where the building, where a building collapsed, a mall, where 500 people died because of the exact same reason. Negligence, bribery, deceit, lie, cheating, greed, most importantly, greed. And that's a product, like this, 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 like some uh, commentators and so, uh, sociologists in Korea have said, this is not a problem that will be solved within a year. This uh, a cultural problem that will at least take 20, 30 years to solve. Because how are you going to change a, like, a culture that is about this, like cheating? It's, it's all about cheating, about getting ahead, and about making money. It's all about the bali-bali culture. It's, everything has to be done fast. It's a government that has like is said to like this has done from from the early 80s till now they have like uh, they have collaborated with uh, big business chebels uh, intimately like in a in a way that very few countries uh, have but in anywhere in the world not even in the United States have have government been so actively involved with private business as they have in Korea and, and it's starting to take its toll and these children had to pay the price for it and and, and and it's like it's not just these crew members it's not just that owner like the, even the, the even the uh, leader of the independent investigation said that the government is actively trying to steer the investigation in another direction. It's one year later, they have not made any progress as to who, who is this responsible ex except for the ones who are directly involved. Even the prime minister that they chose on like the day, two days earlier, no, even the, two days earlier, is known to take bribes. 
there's proof of him taking bribes. This, and it's, it's, it's just sad. It's extremely, extremely sad. And there's also another part of the culture problem is the confusion, sorry. Confusionistic point of view, like there, like every culture has a problem. Like does, every system of thought has its issues. It doesn't matter what kind of it, it could be Christian, Islam, Hindu, uh, capitalism, socialism. Every system of thought has an issue, but confusionism has a big issue when it comes to obey, obedience. Because let's compare here. Uh, in several had. 425 passengers, and how many of them died? 300, and how many died? Kara? Uh, well, I mean, from what I'm seeing here, there were 400, on total, there were 476 people, and only 172 people were able to. Yeah, around, around 300 people died, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it took exactly uh, two and a half, two and a half hours for the ship to sink. Compare that to the Costa Concordia. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a bigger ship. It had over four thousand something uh, uh, passengers, including the crew and everybody else. All and both boats tilted. And in one boat that is smaller, that had less amount of people on it. The majority of the people died, and the East Concordia, who's, who's, which sank outside Italy, only 33 people died, and they had over 4,000 members. And the crew members did exactly the same thing that the crew members in uh, Seoul did. They told the passengers, it's just a slight problem, don't move, stay in the restaurants or go back to your cabins, everything's going to be all right. Like, there's a huge difference, like, it's the ex almost same, it's not the exact same scenario, but it's enough alignment between those two different scenarios to question, like, how can a small ship with less amount of people die? It's like it should be mathematically impossible, but it is. There's a it's big issue. This is not about the blaming game, because that's what I've seen a lot of people do, both in Korea and outside Korea. It's a blaming game. Who is responsible? All, it's not that. Like, there's an issue here. It's a big issue if mo the majority of people in a boat dies for no real good reason, just because of pure laziness and greed and, and fear of taking responsibility. Oh, like, yeah, like, sorry. Uh, and it's not just a Korean problem. There's a, there's a lot of countries that have... Uh, like bribe, bribery and cheating and that kind of stuff. It's not just Korea. There, there's in Africa, there's in the United States. A lot of people take bribes, but to this level of extent that it affects society and it's taken, and it, it is very few places in the, in the world where it has taken its toll to this extent. I'm from top of my head, the only place I know where have been actively affected this way is maybe China and some countries in, in Africa and South America. And look, some countries in South America. And yeah, like, oh, oh I'm sorry. This is just sad.
like I feel for those parents, especially in a country where they have such an intense family culture. Like it's not if you live in the Confucianistic culture and, and practice it in the way Korea does, you don't know a lot of people. Family is everything, way more than it is for us in the Western part of the world. Like family means everything. Your child means everything. Like so, I cannot imagine the pain and the loss these parents feel. Like not that any other parents feel and feel any kind of less of a loss, but like and how the parents' lives circle around the children in the way they do for Korean parents. I just like may God be with you. Like bless your children's lives and I hope they can rest peacefully in in heaven because. This is this is just awful. Sorry. Oof. Yeah. So really, I just wanted to, you know, kind of just pay my respects um, for those that lost their lives, and I just you know, yeah. send my condolences to the family. Like, I don't, I can never imagine what it is to lose your child and to lose your child at such a young age and in such a way. Um, but again, I can only send. Pay my respects and send my condolences. And this, you know, there's, there's, still on my mind, and you know, this is still, this is something that you know will always be with, like you know, they'll always be with us, and we always carry them with us wherever we go. And then I hope for whether you believe, if you're religious, you're not, or or you're not, or you know, you believe in the afterlife, or whatever it is that you believe. In. I just hope wherever they are, they're in. Mm -hmm. They're they're in a good place, and Same. so yeah. and I just I didn't really want. I mean, you kind of took her further than I thought we were gonna take it. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry. No. Like this is something that's been bothering up in me. But um, for, yes, for, just, for a while, but I do hope that this will be a catalyst for a change. So the lives that they lost, both in this and other incidents, will not be in vain. Yeah. So I just wanted. To that's that's the only thing we can wish for at this point. Yep. So just once yeah. that that this is that it's been on my mind, and you know I have been following everything from the last few days. So just want to yeah. pay my respects and just kind of mention it on the show. So yeah. Totally. We're done, Tim. You can come back. <laughs> I, I, w I was here. I just you know it's a lot. Um. Okay. Well, uh, unless there's anything else that you guys want to mention before we close out the show. No, I think we no. talked enough today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, we did. Okay, well then, thank you guys for listening to episode 27 of the Not Your Average Netizens. Please check out our website, notyouraveragenetizens.squarespace.com. Uh, you can also get us on Tumblr, notyouraveragenetizens.tumblr.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash notyouraveragenetizens. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, check us out as well uh, at SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash netizens. And likewise, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, you can catch us on iTunes. Just search up Not Your Average Netizens. We should be the only person that pops up. Uh, please go ahead and uh, give us our give us you know the stars, the comments, subscribe to us. The more of that we get, the better it is for our podcast. The, the more uh, awareness 
it brings to us. Uh, tell all your friends about us, you know, if you genuinely enjoy the show. Uh, if you don't enjoy the show or you have any comments or questions or there's topics that we're missing or we're not touching properly, uh, please send us an email, notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com, or get reach out to us on Twitter, uh, NYA Netizens. Uh, um, if anybody wants to do any shameless plugging, this is your moment. Uh, but I will. Uh, you can get me on Twitter directly if you like the show, if you like me hosting, if you hate me hosting, if you have any sort of comments or questions or concerns about me. Uh, I'm at Papa Murdy. Uh, you can also find me if you genuinely listen, enjoy listening to what I have to say and you like wrestling. You can catch me on Getting Heat. Uh, the Getting Heat podcast, which covers wrestling and sports and things like that. I am promoting here because I promote myself on that show for this podcast every week. So <laughs> it's only fair that I do it every once in a while here. Uh, that show is Getting Heat. You can find it at gettingheat.com. You can also look it up on iTunes at Getting Heat, and we are not the podcast that is about uh, erotic novels. That's not us, though I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> So if you like sports, wrestling, and nerdy things, you can catch me there. Uh, if there's nothing else, then that'll do it for us and this week. Thank you for joining us once again. And uh, take it easy, guys. Perfect. Take care. Bye. Bye. Say bye.